The following is another Classic Hits Sports presentation. KKPR Sports presents High School Football. So first down and 10, looking to throw again. Looking plenty of time, and now hit from behind, and somehow he doesn't go down. Snell rolls out, fires towards the 10-yard line, completed the 5, and into the end zone. Touchdown, Buffaloes. Tonight, the Class C-2 playoffs continue in Gibbon as the Buffaloes welcome in the Oakland Craig Knights. High School Football on KKPR is brought to you by the Kids Sports Club. Going to go bubble left, but it's still Gideon off the left side, and he'll cut it back against the grain. 40-35 down the right sideline, 30. It's one on two, lowers the shoulder. Inside the 20, it'll be brought down at the 17-yard line. A gate of 26, and in the red zone, Tanner Gideon of the Buffaloes. Oakland Craig advanced to the state semifinals last year and is looking for a repeat performance tonight. Gibbon won their first playoff game since 1989 last week, and a second victory would advance them to their first semifinal since 1983. It's the Knights and Buffaloes coming up next, but first, the New Tech Seed pregame show will take you live to Gibbon with KKPR Sports Director Doug Duda right after this word from New Tech Seed. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit NewTech at yieldleader.com. Undisputed Midwest Yield Leader. And good evening, everyone, from Gibbon, Nebraska. The Nebraska State High School C2 quarterfinals are getting underway tonight on Classic Hits 98.9 and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Doug Duda, along with our producer-engineer, Caleb Henry, and alongside Larry Baker as the Gibbon Buffaloes welcome in the Knights of Oakland Craig, who set it 10-1 with their only loss to the top seed in C2, Battle Creek, while... The given Buffaloes come in undefeated but took a major hit last week in the win over Bridgeport, lose, losing their starting quarterback, Braden Snell, on the opening series. And as you'll hear from Coach Mark McLaughlin, boy, it couldn't have started much worse last week because Oakland Craig was able, or Bridgeport was able to march down the field, take the lead. They lose their quarterback. But after that point, the Buffaloes settled down and cruised on to the easy victory to get their first playoff win since 1989. And Larry Baker, they take on an Oakland Craig team that does have some experience with making it deep into the playoffs. They made it to the state semifinals last year, but lost a load of talent and seniors from last year's team, and many people surprised that they're as good as they are so far this year, maybe even their head coach, Joe Anderson. Well, what I tell you is you've got a team that uh, they did lose a bunch of that talent. I mean, Nick Arlt was one of the best kids in the entire state of Nebraska last year, but what you see when you watch this Oakland Craig team is a team that's been around winners, uh, has done some winning. The talent's down quite a ways, but they're physical, Doug, and it doesn't matter what the score is, when it is, they're going to play fast and play tough, and they are super, super physical. And they are going to present a passing attack that Gibbon has not seen. The good thing about Gibbon is they've kind of seen that passing attack every day in practice. Yeah, and actually I think the – from a schematic standpoint, what they're going to see is much easier than they've seen in practice. But still, it can, uh, you know, a lot of the air can go out of the room when it comes game time. The passing attack they're going to see, you're going to see uh, Oakland Craig getting a bunch of 10 personnel, one back, no tight ends. They're going to motion. Most of it is rollout. That does make it easier, defending half the field that way. The trouble is, is they're going to get Garrett Segrin deep. 
number one for Oakland Craig. He's a deep, deep threat. He does a great job, and the same thing with number 23, Cody Mace. The Gibbon DBs are going to have to be really on top of things tonight, but I think where Gibbon can thwart that, Doug, is they have a massive uh, advantage up front. Yeah, you will not see many 220-pounders. In fact, most of the linemen from Oakland Craig will be in that 180 to 195-pound, and Coach Anderson, as you will hear, talks about that big given line led by Ozzy Rodriguez and how good they will be. Now, Oakland Craig has seen some physicality when you talk Northeast Nebraska football, and Oakland Craig is just kind of on the border of that Northeast Nebraska football, but they've definitely seen some teams. But then you had to take a look on the other side here. Larry, last week it worked well against a Bridgeport team that Given had already thumped earlier this year, and they did it last week. But this will be the first start for quarterback Jason Andrist, and he's had all week to think about it. Yeah, and, and to be quite honest with you, uh, I know it doesn't equate. We're in the C2 State uh, quarterfinals. We played Andrist this year in the JV game. He torched us 40 to nothing. The kid's legit. He can throw the ball enough. Gibbon's going to run it. You know, one of the things that I'll say, this quarterback issue is a big issue. You know, you lose somebody that is literally half your offense uh, in that injury. But understand this, in November in Nebraska, if you're a team that throws it 15 to 20 times in the regular season, once you get to the playoffs, you should be about a five to seven throw team. Remember two years ago, Donovan Trumbull had a quarterback that had thrown for a couple thousand yards as a junior, then as a senior, people thought, geez, what happened? It came down to about 1,500. In the playoffs, they go up and beat Battle Creek and never threw the ball. And, and that is what happens in the playoffs here. And Gibbon has got to play defense and run the ball. They have a tremendous defense, and they have two great running backs. If they can take care of the football here at home, they will make the state semifinals for the first time since 1983, 82-83, when Gibbon was back-to-back state runners-up. This is the New Tech Seed pregame show. New Tech Seed, your yield leader. Contact Terry and Jason Stark. We're a New Tech Seed dealer near you. Also just getting underway on 1230 AM KHAS and com. Hastings St. Cecilia, the number two seed, taking on UTAN. Other games kicking off at 6 o'clock include Plattsmouth battling McCook. Boys Town is at Holdridge tonight as well. And those are the 6 o'clock games. Earlier today in six-man action, St. Edward advanced to the state championship at Foster Field in Kearney next week with a 45-20 win over Hyannis. Silver Lake hosting Riverside just kicking off. It's Gibbon and Oakland Craig, and we'll hear from the head coaches Joe Anderson of the Knights and Mark McLaughlin of the Buffaloes when we return. Sportsman's Restaurant and Lounge is doing their part to stimulate the economy. Every Saturday from now until further notice, Sportsman's is offering their famous prime rib dinner for two. That's two of everything. Two prime ribs, two salad bars for only 25 bucks. Dinner starts at 5, so head to sunny downtown Gibbon. Tempt your taste buds and stimulate your wallet. All at Sportsman's Restaurant and Lounge. They make it affordable to make the short drive. The spirit of success. You see it all over town. People who take pride in giving their best. At the Exchange Bank of Gibbon, we understand what it takes to succeed. That's why we are there for you every day, making your life better and our community stronger, all while striving for your success, helping you develop and grow. That's the goal of the Exchange Bank of Gibbon, banking made simple. See the professional staff of the Exchange Bank of Gibbon today. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 
Welcome back to the New Tech Seed pregame show. Friday night football, round two of the Class C2 playoffs. As the Knights of Oakland Craig are in given to take on the Buffaloes, we're pleased to be joined by the head coach, Joe Anderson. And, Coach, uh, <laughs> I had to laugh because a couple of the coaches always say, man, that team we're playing is good. And I say, it's the state quarterfinals. Everybody's good. So congratulations on your advancement so far. Yeah, I appreciate that. You know, it's it's uh, good to be playing football in November. I know that's kind of one of our goals of our program every year, and it's nice to be able to turn the lights on to have practice here in November. Tell me a little bit about the program. Oakland Craig hasn't had to come out to this part of the country. One of the reasons is because you were always in the east bracket uh, when you did make some moves over the last five, six years until last year, and you still pretty much stayed east outside of St. Pat's. But uh, this is an Oakland Craig program that's maybe a notch away from starting to become a little bit of a mini dynasty you know you know our program we feel has been pretty strong for for you know quite a few years you know going back to the 90s um we won a state title in 95 um and i think i think there's only about about 15 year period we lost about four regular season games so there in the in the 90s and early 2000s uh, things went really well and you know we've been kind of going along pretty well the last few years as well you know last year was a uh, what was a good run for us? You know, it came up a little bit short, but uh, put together some nice strings of wins there in the playoffs. Kind of got healthy at the right time. Um, was able to take a nice road trip out the North Platte. Uh, I thought that was a road trip that the kids really enjoyed. You know, we had a we had a great following of people come out there, um, and uh, hopefully, hopefully for the same come this Friday night. A lot of people thought maybe you would take a step back because you lost so many kids from last year's team. What allowed you to not take a step back? You know, we thought that as coaches, we thought it was going to be tough. You know, we lost um, nine starters on both sides of the ball. And, uh, you know, a couple things couple things kind of fell in place for us. You know, one thing, um, our, we had a couple seniors that really took over some great leadership qualities. And, um, you know, you got a senior quarterback, which always helps. You know, Cole Mitchell's done a great job for us this year. Um, we have an all-state middle linebacker and Connor Teal, who comes back, kind of quarterbacks our defense. Um, we were able to get the transfer in, you know, Haas Smith from out there in Ansley, and, and he's filled in really nice for our at the running back spot. You know, we've had a running back the last three years. It's, I think it was a fifth all-time leading rusher in Class C, too. So we had a little bit of a hole there, and he's kind of really kind of come in and filled, filled that hole pretty well for us. And probably the biggest thing, or the biggest question mark was our line. Um, you know, we pretty much lost our whole line other than Teal. And early in the season, we weren't quite gelling like we, we hoped to be. Um, really a lot of inexperience, but as, as the games have gone on, um, they've really kind of started to put things together and, and, and starting to play a lot better football, and, and they know they're going to see their biggest challenge um, come tomorrow night. We are talking with Joe Anderson, the head football coach at Oakland. Craig, on paper, you and Gibbons seem to be a lot alike. You can definitely score a lot of points and have in just about every football game you've played. You've got a quarterback that can throw the ball. You've got a 1,000-yard rusher. As you look at them on film, are they comparable to you, or there's just the stats kind of the same? Well, the stats are the same. Um, you know, I look at them, I look at like a small college line over <laughs> there, you know. Uh, they definitely have a huge size advantage over us. Um, you know, up front, I think they average about, you know, they throw a 210 guy in there, but everybody else is 265 or greater. So, you know, that's one thing that really sticks out. And, you know, a lot of times in high school football, you see those kind of guys. Like, well, you know, they're big and slow, but. Now, these guys can get out and run. You know, they're running run a really good zone scheme, which we don't see very often, you know, in high school football. I think Donovan runs a little bit and um, Gibbon runs it. But other than that, we don't see a lot of zone uh, zone teams. But those guys, for the, for their size, they really get out and run. And 
they got some skill guys. You know, you throw a um, all-state type quarterback, running back, and receiver out there behind those guys, and I think it's kind of scary. Tommy Nelson leads your team defensively. Uh, talk about the way your defense is preparing for this Gibbon team. Yeah, it's like you said, they can beat you in a lot of different ways. You know, Hunter Teals goes an all-state middle linebacker for us the last um, for last year, and probably should be again this year. He's a he's, he's a guy that can play sideline to sideline, and a guy that we're going to rely on a lot. You know, Friday night to make a lot of tackles. Um, you know, up front. You know, like, like I said, you know, games in Nebraska in November are, are going to be one up there, and we know our D line's got a um, quite the chore. You know, we got to be able to stop their running game. You know, that's number one. Um, we've got to find a way, and and we have to be disciplined. You know, the, the guys do a great job, and like I said, that zone scheme, or you know, if you give them a cutback lane, they're going to take it. Uh, so we got to make sure that we stay gap sound and and be ready to go. And then our DBs have to be disciplined in the back end too. Um, like you said, they have you know the I can't think of names right now, but the number three receivers, you know, an all state type type kid, and they got guys that can beat you deep. So like I said, there's a lot of weapons back there, but. You know, we just got to play our game and, and be disciplined in, in what we do. Just a couple moments left here with the head football coach of the Oakland Craig Knights, Joe Anderson. I always think when you get deeper into the playoffs, and like I said, you haven't had a close game now, very tested the first four weeks of the season with three road games in Archbishop and Battle Creek and Crofton. But special teams, when you don't have to punt, when you don't have to work on some of those things in a game situation, then all of a sudden the deeper you get, you're going to have to run into those situations. How do you feel about your special teams right now? You know, we feel they've been pretty solid. You know, we haven't made the big plays like we, we wanted to. You know, we haven't blocked the kicks or taken one to the house, but I thought we've been pretty solid. Um, we try to spend at least 20 to 30 minutes every day on special teams, but you're right because there's a lot of those games where maybe the punt team doesn't see the field or, you know, last week our extra point team, you know, really went south on us, you know, and, you know, Brian Talbot really, they brought 11 guys and, and, you know, they blocked a couple extra points. So those are the things that we've really stressed this week because, we know that can be the difference in the game. We talked about when we worked on extra point team, this one point right here might decide whether we're playing next week or not. And we just we just really talked about the, the importance of every single play. And you can't take a playoff off of offense, defense, or special teams. And, and we're hope, hope, hopefully we play that way tomorrow. And, Coach, uh, finally, when it comes right down to it, there's all the intangibles. We've got to hold on to the ball. We've got to not have penalties and all that. But where is Oakland Craig have an advantage over Gibbon that you have to be better than Gibbon on Friday night? You know, I think it's going to come down to big plays. I, I really do. If we can limit their big plays and we find a way to make a couple of big plays, you know, I, I know we have skill guys. Um, I feel we have a running back, we have a quarterback, and we have two or three receivers. Um, they've proven to make big plays, and they have the same. Um, so it, it's just a matter of um, who can make them. You know, defensively, who, who doesn't have a lapse? And offensively, when the plays are there, who's going to make the plays? Who's going to step up and be the playmaker? And the teams that do that, does that, is probably going to come out on top. Well, Joe, should be a great one. Congratulations on uh, making it this deep again, and uh, somebody's off to the semifinals tonight. So best of luck. All right, thank you very much. That's Joe Anderson, head football coach of the Oakland Craig Knights. We'll talk with Mark McLaughlin of Gibbon as the New Tech Seed pregame show continues right after this on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. The history of Mary Lanning is pretty uh, profound. The Lannings, who lived right down just a block over, were a fairly wealthy couple here in town, and they had one daughter. Her name was Mary. She was away at college, and when she came home for Christmas, she got sick. 
they were unable to cure her. She was the only daughter, so Mr. and Mrs. Lanning wanted to do something to memorialize her. And because she had wanted to be a social worker, her parents chose to develop the hospital and the School of Nursing. But they also wanted to be sure that that didn't happen for any other people in the community. I would hope that we all remember that young lady who was wanting to do good for the world and, and never had the chance. Celebrating 100 years of inspired care. Mary Lanning Healthcare. Welcome back to the New Tech Seed pregame show, ready for the state quarterfinals here in Gibbon and joined by the head coach of the Gibbon Buffaloes, Mark McLaughlin. And coach, uh, you got another check off the list with the playoff win last week, so congratulations to you and the boys. Thank you. It was uh, long overdue, 26 years is a long time. And it didn't start off real peachy, but uh, talk about how you guys turned things around after the first uh, possession that each one of you guys had. I was really, uh, really proud of the boys the way they battled back. Um, you know, kind of a nightmare start to the game. You, you get down eight to nothing. Other team converts multiple third and fourth downs on their opening drive, and and you just can't get them off the field. And and then to compound things, we lose our what I think our all-state quarterback um, on our third play of the game, and and so end up punting and and from there on it was kind of things went our way but uh, pretty easy for a team to fold up under those circumstances and we certainly didn't do that mark what do you credit where would you point to say this is why our team was so resilient and just bounced right back after the injury to Braden? i think there's a couple things that go into that one is these seniors have have been so close for so long and I think back to, I think they were freshmen in 2012. Uh, we had Broken Bow beat. I mean, we literally had them beat. We stopped them on the goal line with maybe like two minutes left in the game and end up, uh, all we have to do is get a first down to win the game. We snap it over our quarterback's head and take a safety, punt it to them, and they score on the next play to beat us. So, we, I mean, we had that game and we gave it away. Um and I think that that goes into it. These kids will do anything, whatever it takes to win. And then on top of that, uh, I think you'll remember this. Before the Arcadia Loop City game, um, you kind of asked me about uh, we've been on the other end of this before where we were getting pummeled by teams and, and teams were running it up on us. And you said, you know, coaches have said, you guys don't do that. You sub down. Why is that? And I told you it was because obviously it's not – that's not football. That's not what you should do in football. But the biggest thing for us, the reason we've subbed down so early in some of these other games, was to get kids like Jason Andrist and Jacob Tracy carries and reps against other teams of varsity. And I think on Friday against Bridgeport, that was crucial. Um, those kids came into the game, kind of got thrown into the fire, if you will, and, and they've already played some varsity snaps. I think that helped us a lot. We're talking with Gibbon head football coach Mark McLaughlin as they get ready for Oakland Craig. Obviously, that is the story, the injury to Braden Snell. You do have to go to Jason Andrist. How does that change, if at all, what you do? And tell me a little bit about what Jason brings to the uh, table for you. Um, To be honest, and and people won't believe me, I know this, nothing changed. Not one thing. We're running the same plays. The only thing that changed is there was a few formations where Jason was a wide receiver. 
And now that he's playing quarterback, we have to sub somebody else in for him at wide receiver. But we're running the same plays. Our game plan is the exact same. Uh, so nothing, literally nothing changed except for maybe a personnel here or there on a, on a formation. Um, Jason, as a quarterback, uh, obviously, you know, Braden started for a reason. Braden was 22-3 and three as a starter. His three losses were to David City, Aquinas, Norfolk Catholic, and Cambridge. So you're talking three of the best programs in Nebraska. Um, but the reason Braden started was because he was an exceptional, exceptional quarterback. And that doesn't mean Jason's not. It's just hard to beat a kid like that out that started for three years. Um, I'll go down our list of teams we've played. Jason Andrus had start for every team we've played. And I don't mean that disrespectfully to those teams, but Jason Andrus is the best quarterback on every team we've played. So he's a, he's a very talented kid, throws a great ball, a um, little different kind of a runner than Braden. Braden's more of a, an agile, finesse runner. Jason is just going to run you over. If you're in his way, he'll truck you. So um, we've kind of had to tone that down a little bit. Obviously, we can't have him doing that because if he gets hurt, then we're out of quarterbacks. But uh, very capable of running the offense, and we're really looking forward to seeing what he does tonight. Talk with Mark McLaughlin here on the New Tech Seed pregame show. Oakland Craig made it to the state semifinals last year, so their program, like yours, is in a good spot, maybe even a new spot to getting this deep uh, back-to-back years. They look pretty balanced. They can run the ball with the transfer, Haas Smith, who is from our area, and he goes up there and has over 1,000 yards. They can also throw the ball with a good quarterback in Cole Mitchell. Are they similar to you? Um, yeah, I think so. They're they do they do things differently than we do. We do it all out of the same formation. I mean, we're, we're one-back spread team all the time. We're going to run it out of a one-back spread, and we're going to pass it out of a one-back spread. And I've, I've broke their offense down. I have eight of their films. I mean, they've played 11 games. Well, they actually only played 10 because Laurel Concord forfeited. So they've played 10 games, and I've got eight of them. And I think I've, I've, I've got their tells down pretty good. Uh, they're pretty multiple uh, and what they do, but I think everything that they do has kind of a tell to it, and and, and I'm hoping that those tells that I've picked up on will hold true tonight, and that will help us slow them down. And, Mark, when you play a team that you're not familiar with, I mean, you haven't played them, you don't really play anybody that they play a different part of the state, that makes it fun, but it also is nerve-wracking a little bit. Is there anything that they do different uh, that you haven't seen all year long? Yeah, the, in terms of, of their offense, we've given up 210 passing yards the whole season, and they might put 210 passing yards up in one game tonight. We haven't seen a, a passing attack like this. Uh, they have two big vertical threats, 23-1. and one. Um, one of, Number one is a, a like 6'4 sophomore. Seagren, I think is his name. And then Mace, 23 uh, is a little bit smaller than Seagren, but he's probably a little bit more talented of a receiver overall. Both of them very, very good. Uh, they'd play significant minutes for us and, and likely wouldn't leave the field. Um, and so that'll be kind of interesting to see how we how do we match up against not just one wide receiver threat, but two. Uh, and then something else that kind of stands out that we haven't seen a ton of is a dual threat quarterback. And you know, as as the defensive coordinator here, I'm kind of starting to feel for teams when they had to defend Braden 
that's tough. That makes it really tough when, when you try to take away the pass, but then you also have to worry about the, the quarterback taking off. And and Cole Mitchell's a, a fantastic quarterback, and, and I think you know we'll do our best to bottle him up, but I wouldn't be surprised if, if he got loose outside once or twice. Well, Mark, this is what it's all about, uh, deep into the playoffs, and uh, let's make that run into the semifinals. We wish you guys the best of luck tonight, and uh, again, thanks for the time. I always appreciate having you guys out and covering our athletes and our sport in general, so thank you. Thanks, Mark. Mark McLaughlin, head football coach of the Gibbon Buffaloes. As we get ready for kickoff, the new Tech Seed pregame show continues with the starting lineups right after this. Clipper Publishing wishes all area teams good luck in the game. Clipper Publishing is proud of the successful athletes from Shelton, Gibbon, and Wood River and look forward to supporting and reporting on all the game's activities in the Shelton Clipper, the Gibbon Reporter, and Wood River Sunbeam. Go to clipperpubco.com every day for daily updates on events happening in Shelton, Gibbon, and Wood River. Why wait till Thursday for your local news updates? Subscribe to one of the weekly newspapers and go to clipperpubco.com for daily updates. This sports broadcast is proudly brought to you in part by Adams Corner Market in Gibbon. Adams is your full-service grocery store with the meats, freshest produce, and every week there are great savings and specials. Fast, friendly, hometown personal service. Adams Corner Market features Chester's Fried Chicken in their deli every day, so stop in before the game and get your dinners made for you from Adams Corner Market. Best of luck to all the area athletes. Back on the new Tech Seed pregame show, Doug Duda, Larry Baker with you here at Gibbon, getting ready for the C2 state quarterfinals. Already Hastings St. Cecilia has got on the board against UTAN, 7 to nothing on 1230 KHAS and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Let's take a look at the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. First off for Oakland Craig at center, number 58, 190-pound sophomore Marcos Quintero. At right guard, number 50, 175-pound junior, Josh Dixon. And at left guard, number 71, 220-pound senior, Reed Fearhoff. At the tackles on the right side, number 51, a 240-pound senior, Neil Larson. And on the left side, number 63, 215-pound senior, Connor Teal. At the two split ends, number one, 170-pound sophomore Garrett Segrin, but don't let that fool you. And the other split end is number 16, 165-pound senior Bob Gatewood. The wingbacks are number eight, 155-pound junior Ben Ward, and number 23, 175-pound senior Cody Mace. The fullback is number 20, 195-pound junior Haas Smith. Now, he transferred in from Ansley Litchfield, so we've seen him play, Larry, and what a difference he's made on probably both of those football teams because we saw Ansley Litchfield had a decent season losing to Amherst Wednesday night in the playoffs, and he stepped in here over a 1,000-yard rushing, nobody else with more than 150. No question. And, Doug, we did the playoff game last year with Ansley Litchfield and Amherst, and he was all over the field. And we expect to see that again tonight. And the quarterback for Oakland, Craig, is number two, a 180-pound senior, Cole Mitchell. The head coach of the Knights is Joe Anderson, assisted by Dallas Sweet, Aaron Arlt, Craig Dennis, Rusty Drosher, and Theo Bland and Andy Rennerfeld. They are 10-1 and on the season, ranked sixth of the state of Nebraska. They defeated Omaha Brownell Talbot last week. Their only loss came in week two to the top seed and undefeated. Battle Creek, they do own wins over Archbishop Bergen and Crofton, both on the road in the first half of the season. They also have a win over a Stanton team. That was 7-2 in the regular season. 
regular season. Now for the Gibbon Buffaloes. At center, number 76, six foot, 280-pound senior, Amardo Castaneda. At the guards, number 68, 6'2", 260-pound senior, Jesse Walker. And number 73, 5'11", 265-pound senior, Ozzy Rodriguez. At the tackles, number 64, 6'2", 200-pound junior, Colin Smith. And number 78, 6'2", 250-pound junior, Dalton Lures. At the tight end, number 20, a 5'10", 175-pound senior, Christian Tamayo. And number 34, six foot, 180 pounds, sophomore Wyatt Key. The wide receivers are number three, five nine, 155 pounds, senior Corbin Hines, and number nine, five nine, 165 pounds, senior Oscar Cuellar. In the backfield, at eye back number 26, a 5'10", 190 pounds, senior Tanner Gideon, and making his first career start at quarterback is number 27, six foot, 165 pound, junior Jason Andrist. The head coach of the Gibbon Buffaloes is Mark McLaughlin, assisted by Jeff Montgomery, Jackson Kenton, Steve Bristol, Matt Taha, and Alex Steele. Gibbon is a perfect 11-0 on the season and advanced on to the second round of the state playoffs for the first time since 1989 with a 33-8 victory last week over Bridgeport. And those are the starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney as the teams take the field for tonight's C2 state quarterfinal game. Larry Gibbon won the toss, and they elected to take that ball. They want to get the offense on the field first. Yeah, interesting choice. You know, a lot of people like that. Gibbon's defense is so good, Doug. I I would have thought they'd have deferred, sent the defense out, get the big stop, and get the two-for-one at the end of the half. Uh, That tells you how confident Mr. McLaughlin is. Uh, in his team right now. You're listening to the New Tank Seed pregame show on KKPR-FM, Kearney, Gibbon, Wood River, and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Our internet streaming is brought to you by the University of Nebraska Kearney. We are the difference makers. Call to schedule a campus visit. We're back with more after this timeout on Classic Hits. Farming is a way of life here. It always has been and always will be. Today's farmers have a feel for the land. That shows in the harvest. They team up with Clevenger Farm Products to deliver their fuels and help save valuable time. Locally owned and operated, so the people behind the counter are the people you've known for years. People you can rely on. Whether you need fuels delivered or you get your fuel right there 24-7, pay at the pump in Gibbon and Kearney. For everyone who's nurturing the land, Clevenger Farm Products, proud to support the area athletes. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life. With two locations in Kearney, the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT Building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, a very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River, Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. On our last episode of As the Wheel Turns, Carl was ending a long-term relationship. Carl, I've seen how you look at other vehicles. You just don't look as good as you used to. That's because you haven't taken me to the Dent Popper. A new spray-on bed liner or bed cover will get people to stare at me. A custom fit floor mats from WeatherTech will make me feel pretty on the inside. Avoid the drama with a trip to the Dent Popper. North of the Railroad, First Avenue, on the Bricks, downtown Connie. 
Time now to take a look at the injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with two locations in Kearney. Head coach Joe Anderson telling me that anybody that's out for Oakland Craig has been out since the beginning of the season. This is the team that they played with over the last seven weeks, so he feels very confident about their team, and obviously the glaring injury is to quarterback Braden Snell, injured of the first series last week, and his uh, football season is over, his football career over as a senior now, depending on what he uh, can do past this. But Snell on the sidelines will have to provide a little coaching and enthusiasm from that spot tonight. That's our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with two locations in Kearney. Yeah, Doug, yeah, and to be honest, when you say it, I believe that Braden Snell's probably your C2 uh, all-state quarterback. So I, I, I know that's not done yet, but to tell you the truth, his numbers are best, and talking to the coaches, I'm one of the voting coaches. He'll get my vote. I mean, you're, you're C2 uh, all-staters on the bench. And our New Tech Seed pregame show has been brought to you by your yield leaders. Contact Terry and Jason Stark or a New Tech Seed dealer near you. Cody Mace kicks, punts, does a lot of things. That's a name you're going to hear a lot tonight if Oakland Craig is successful. And they will move from north to south with the white uniforms, black pants, and orange trim. Very easy to see. A very nice look for uh, Gibbon as well. Blue tops, white pants, and the white trim. And back to receive the kick, Corbin Hines and Oscar Cuellar. And it is going to be squibbed and maybe get out of bounds. No, they're going to have to cover it with uh, Gibbon jumping on it and Vinny Pearson at around the 23-yard line. So Oakland Craig wanted nothing to do with the return game. They love that squib, Doug. They'll squib it about three different ways. And through the season, they've gotten a great number of those recovered uh, themselves. They'll kick it straight in the air. They'll kick it to the sideline. There's about three different styles of that that they'll do. They very rarely kick it deep. 43 degrees at kickoff. The wind that we see here is about 7 to 8 mile an hour into the face of the Gibbon Buffaloes. We are ready to go, and let's see how Jason Andrews, who played virtually the whole game last week, comes out here in the pistol formation with twins to the left side, and they'll hand it off to Gideon right up the middle. He'll crash across the 25 and get out to about the 27-yard line, and it will not be a surprising thing, Larry, if they try to really work that ground game, pound out a couple of first downs if they can, and settle Andrus down. Yeah, and the thing is they want to run it here a few times, a little inside zone, maybe outside stretch, to get the coverage figured out. Are they playing some sort of palms too high, or is it a three-shell uh, quarter, quarter, half. That's what this looks like right here. Devin Stroh is going to split out wide to the right. He is in man-to-man coverage. Now the corner will slide over for help. Here's a pitch play. Gideon stretching to the outside, and he is going to be stood up and mauled back at the 20-yard line. That's going to be a big loss on the play of six and bring up third down and 13. Yeah, and the key there, Doug, is tremendous pressure straight up the field. A lot of penetration from Oakland Craig. In watching the film, Oakland Craig gets upfield very, very heavy. You're going to see Haas Smith get upfield. You're also going to see uh, Connor Teal get upfield. Gibbon may have to run some sort of trap and draw to defend that. Trips to the right side with Stroh all the way on the sideline. Single to the left and Andrus back to pass. Has plenty of time. Now steps up in the pocket. He's going to try and run it. He's going to be dropped from behind after he gets out to about the 23-yard line on the tackle is going to be Zach Aarons and it's a three and out for Gibbon here on the opening possession. They'll mark it at the 24, a gain of four. Yeah, and the trouble there is they ran outside stretch on second down and, and the, the two linemen just stood there for Gibbon, Doug. Uh, let tremendous penetration come. You get behind the chains, it gets tough. 
So the ball marked at the 24-yard line, getting ready to boot it away here. Gibbon gets a good snap, and the kick is high, short, and a fair catch called for and made at the Gibbon 49-yard line. It's a 25-yard punt and no return of the Knights with excellent field position. Yeah, Cole Mitchell did a good job there on the fair catch. Gibbon will be okay here, Doug. They've been in this position. Hey, they haven't given up very many points all year. They've blown virtually every opponent out they've played, even the best opponents. But last week's start, Bridgeport goes 67 yards right down the field, goes up 8 to nothing. Gibbon had poise there. This hasn't been the start Gibbon wanted. Will that poise be there again? And that punt game, that special team, they haven't had to do that hardly at all this year. Double wing here. And Haas Smith, the lone back, ready to go on first down and 10 at the 49-yard line, and they will send the right wing in motion. Mace give it straight up the middle to Haas Smith, test that line. He'll grind the legs for three yards to the 46, maybe give him the 45-yard line. It'll be second down and call it seven as they mark him at the 46. And, Doug, I'll tell you right now, in watching the film, I think this is where Oakland Craig is best. They get in that 10 personnel One running back, no tight end spread set, which you're going to see here, and they're not quite as dynamic. Twins to the right, single to the left, and they'll put the quarterback, Cole Mitchell, in the pistol with Smith behind him, and they will go with a run option pass out here to the flat. A nice catch made there by Mace, but he is going to be dropped at the line of scrimmage, maybe even lost a half a yard. It's third down and seven. The one thing I can tell you, Gibbon did a great job there, just play assignment football, but you've got to keep an eye on number one, Garrett Segrin. In these spread sets, Doug, he's crazy athletic, one-hand catches. They will test Gibbon deep. My guess is you're going to see Corbin Hines probably go wherever Garrett Segrin goes. Trips out to the left with Segrin and Mace. Bob Gatewood is there as well, single to the right. Looking that way, Mitchell, he'll throw it underneath, and it is over the outstretched hands of Garrett Segrin right at the first down marker, and he got there in a hurry as he ran a little button hook right at the first down marker, but it was overshot, and it's fourth down. Yeah, they run the hitch there. I, I don't know that they'll punt here, Doug, but they Gibbon just tried to play on top of that. I'm telling you, Seagren can fly, and so can Cody Mace. Those two kids can flat out run. Corbin Hines is back to return the punt here of Mace. And kind of the same thing for Oakland Craig, but Oakland Craig has punted it a few more times so far this season. Scoreless, first quarter, 8.54 to go. Each team has went three and out, but the field has switched in favor of Oakland Craig. Mace, not much of a rush, not much of a punt off the side of his foot, and he's going to get about 12 yards of roll inside the 20 to the 18-yard line. It's going to be a punt of 29 yards, and we'll start for the second time here for Gibbon. Yeah, Doug, and I'll just tell you, Gibbon's got to be patient. This is the state quarterfinals. This isn't week four against Loop City or something like that. What what Gibbon's got to do here is stay patient, be willing to punt, and play defense. They've got the best defense in the state. Maybe only Aquinas is the only other one. Be patient here. Be willing to punt and play defense. So first down and 10. They semi-huddle and go bubble right. Everybody's still checking their wristbands, and Andrus gets in the pistol. little motion from a shuffle right to left to set up at the left end. They'll give it to Gideon, and they're going to blow this play dead. Doesn't look like they were set. Illegal procedure going to be called on. Given our first penalty of the game, we'll bring up first and 15 at their own 13. Doug, their H-back goes in motion. We played Gibbon. It was one of the things that we talked to the officials about before the game. That H-back goes in motion. He'll put his hand on the offensive lineman. He's moving forward at almost every snap. 
Again, like I said a minute ago, you can get away with that in the regular season. You won't get away with it in the playoffs. Looks like they put Wyatt Key in the backfield, so Gideon is in pass formation, and they'll give it to Key. He wants to, that's Tracy, excuse me, to the right side. He'll get to the 20 and a penalty flag. A whole bunch of them come on the field as he's tackled. So this could be a face mask or it's going to be a hold where he turns the corner. We saw a whole bunch of those the other night, and it is going to be a personal foul face mask, and everybody saw it. The run was out to the 21-yard line, so a gain of eight that time from Jacob Tracy, and then add on the 15-yard face mask, and we've got the first first down of the ball game here for the Buffaloes. Tack it on. It'll be all the way out to the 36-yard line. And Jacob Tracy's a hammer, Doug. Just a sophomore, but he's an absolute hammer. He's one of those kids as tough as nails. They'll run him in between the tackles, but they love him on the perimeter. Last week, in fact, when Gideon struggled a little bit early, they went to him, and he went over the century mark. He's just his sophomore. He's the second-leading rusher now on the team with Hines on the sideline, and they'll hand it off up the middle again, and there's not much running room this time as he'll come up to about the 37. They may be nice and give him the 38-yard line here. Four and five white jerseys in there led by Connor Teal. It'll be a gain of a yard and a half. We'll call it second down and eight. Yeah, and uh, he did a great job there uh, hitting the hole, Doug. The problem with the thing was is he tried, Jacob Tracy tried to stop his feet, and Connor Teal uh, was there to meet him. And Gideon is on the sidelines, so he's not out there in a wide receiver role at all. Corbin Hines in motion from left to right. They'll pitch it that way. Tracy's got a little bit of a hole, runs over a man, still going across the 40 to the 42. Boy, he was hit hard, and he delivered the punishing blow the second time around. It'll be third down at about three yards to go. Yeah, that was great physical running there. That's what Jacob Tracy gives you. He's a kid that has zero fear, Doug. And this is what they did last week. Uh, uh, it wasn't a situation where they'd put Jacob Tracy in and move Gideon. It was a straight swap. So third down, it's a long three. Ball at the 43-yard line of the Buffaloes. Need to get across the 46. Everybody in tight, but there's four wideouts. Twins stacked, and there's some motion. It looks like Haas Smith just jumped off sides. They gave him a double hard count there. There was a little twitch, and then Oakland Craig settled down, and Andrus really gave him the hard count. And that offsides will be the second first down by penalty here for Gibbon. Yeah, and the thing there, that's big, Doug, because it's a matter of move the chains. Right now in a spot like this, a couple of first downs makes all the difference in the world. So it'll be first down and 10 for Gibbon at their own 48. Scoreless here in the first quarter, 7.42 to go. McCook is on top of Plattsmouth in the second quarter by a score of 7-0, the only game underway in Class B. Holdridge has scored first over Boystown, 7-0. Andrus hands it to Tracy, right side into Oakland Craig territory, a gain of 5 to the 47. Doug, they're right now, Bur- or excuse me, Gibbon is, they're motioning and they're running the ball to the motion. I think one thing to watch for here is for Gibbon to motion, and they'll throw the ball where the motion came from. Uh, You see that very heavy tendency right here uh, by Gibbon running the ball into the motion. Look for him to throw the ball back to where the motion came from. Andrus has not thrown it seven running plays so far in the game. Second and five at the Knights' 47-yard line, and they'll hand it off to Tracy again, and there's nothing there off right tackle. He stood up, lays on the pile, so they don't blow the play dead right away, and then he takes some punishment. No gain on the play. It'll be third and five. Yeah, and Ben Ward did a really good job there for uh, Oakland Craig. He got the thing diagnosed and got downhill right away. Very good football game. Fundamentally sound here so far by both teams, Doug. 
Andrews had a third and 13 on the first drive and had to end up tucking it and running. Third and five now. At the 47, Gideon's back in, out of motion to the backfield to the right side. Andrus back to pass, looking that way, throws it deep, wheel route down the right sideline and overshoots his intended receiver, Corbin Hines, at the 17-yard line, and that'll bring up fourth down. I liked it. Hines stopped running in the route. In the middle of the route, he wasn't sure the ball was going to come out. If he keeps running there, Doug, he catches it. Well-thrown ball by Andrus, and the second putt coming up here for the given Buffaloes. Colton Brown does the punting. His first one was only 25 yards. And again, Colton hasn't had to boot the ball very many times this year. Lineup in match protects. Oakland Craig acts like they're going to come after this one. But they will set back for the return. This is a much better punt. It'll be taken out of the air in a fair catch at the 15-yard line. A 32-yard punt. The fair catch called for by Cole Mitchell. And they'll start inside their own 20, will the Knights. Yeah, Doug, and a lot of times like that, Oakland Craig chose not to come after that punt. Many times you don't come after it because you're trying to set up the return. You don't go after it because you don't want to rough him. In high school football, a lot of times you don't go after him simply because that kid gets so excited, they end up roughing him and giving him a first down. Other scores on the Ashley Furniture Home Store scoreboard. A little upset of the making early. Bishop Newman leads Norfolk Catholic in the second quarter, 14-7. to First down and 10 at their own 16, they'll say officially. They'll send Mace in motion out of the right wing. Pitch to him, trying to get to the left side, and Gibbon is all over him. They'll stack him up at the line of scrimmage and out of bounds on the night sideline. Maybe got back to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, and I'm telling you, that's the key. You've got to get tough on Cole Mitchell, and you've got to get tough on Mace. And, and right there, they hammered Cody Mace out of bounds. Those two guys, they need to stay super physical with here, Doug. Mace will line up in that right wing in the wing tee. Ben Ward doesn't do a whole lot of touching the football as far as running or receiving. Uh, it's usually Segrin, and if they'll run it with somebody besides Smith, it's Mace. But they try to set him up, fake the handoff, and throw it to him out of the backfield. On second down and nine at the 17, a quick little hitch over here in the left wing. It's going to be caught, breaking a tackle, and getting up to the 25-yard line. Short of the found of about eight Maybe seven, third down and a couple. Yeah, and I'm just telling you, Wyatt Key did an amazing job there. That, again, was just a stop route. They're isolating Garrett Segrin. He's their deep threat guy. So they're isolating him on Oscar Cuellar. And that is a great job there by Wyatt Key getting into his drop and making that tackle immediately, Doug. It'll be third and two at the Oakland Craig 24. Scoreless 5.40 to go, first quarter. Mitchell under center now. And he will turn and hand it to Haasmith off the left side, and he will keep those legs turning for a first down across the 25 and close to the 30. They'll mark him down at about the 29-yard line. A gain of five for Smith and a first down. Yeah, and they just make you nervous, Doug. Oakland Craig, you're sitting out there, and you got Cuellar playing about seven off because you know what Segrin can do, yet they can hand it to Haasmith inside and get the first down old school. Jesse Walker will get off the field here as they... Do a little substitution. First first down of the game for Oakland Craig. Out of the shotgun now. Mitchell, again, a quick pass over on the left wing, and it's into the hands of Garrett Segrin, complete at the 36, and out of bounds he will go short of the first down. But, man, that play happened so quick. Mitchell hardly can get the ball out of his hands quick enough. I tell you what, though, Doug, pay attention. That time they had Vinnie Pearson over the top of that thing, but you need to watch for that hitch and go because right now Cuellar's playing it very, very well. He's driving the three-step the way he's supposed to, but any type of hitch and go here would 
would be wide open. Larry, they're going to say it was incomplete. Segrin didn't hold on, so second and 10. Same exact play. This time he has it. Breaks a tackle. 35, 40, 45, 50. Stays on his feet into given territory at the 46-yard line. And if he wasn't tripped up, if he could have got his hand on the ground, he was by everybody. First down. And here's the deal. It's a 2-3 hitch, Doug. It's an old zero route on the tree. It's as easy as you get. If you're going to play 5-7 to seven off in bail technique, which is what Gibbon is doing, the book tells you run the hitch until they close the distance. When they close the distance, run by him. Oakland Craig right now is playing old school rules. 25 yards and into Gibbon territory. First down and 10 at the 46-yard line. Scoreless under five minutes to go. This time they'll hand it to Haasmith right up the middle, and he is met, but bounces for a couple of more. Initial contact there by Ozzy Rodriguez. But Smith, the kind of guy, the build, the toughness, that he is not going to go down one-on-one. Yeah, and right now they've made a little bit of a change. You know, they've made a decision to have Corbin Hines all night uh, following Cody Mace. They had Oscar Cuellar on Garrett Segrin. Nope, it's just going to be side of the field. You're going to get that matchup again. They had Gideon on him there a minute ago. Second down and eight. Mitchell out of the shotgun. Three-step drop. Wants to go for it all down the left sideline for Segrin. One-hand attempt incomplete at the 20-yard line. That's, Straight speed that time. And, and, and what Gibbons got to do in here is mix up this coverage, get a safety deep where you can rob that, Doug, and pick it. It'll be a pick six if they do that. They need to rob that. They're playing that hitch nine game right now with Segrin. So that'll bring up third down and eight. Oakland Crang at the given 44-yard line. Clock stopped with 4.17 to go in a scoreless first quarter. This is the second possession for the Knights, Gibbon has had it twice, went three and out, and then marched into Oakland Craig territory before punting. In motion, Mace from left to right on third down and eight. Plenty of time. Wheel route. Mace, and he's wide open. Got by the defender, 25-20, 15-10-5. Touchdown, Oakland Craig. Yeah, Doug, and that was the toughest part because that came out of the backfield. To be honest, if they throw just the simple out on the wheel, they'd have had him uh, there. So when he converted that thing up the sideline, nobody was going to be home. Given Flat got lost there with him coming out. I mean, they didn't cover the out. Great over-the-shoulder catch there, and Oakland Craig, just like Bridgeport did last week, draws first blood here in the first quarter to make it 6 to nothing. Now, they had some trouble with their extra points last week in the win over Omaha Brownell Talbot. They missed three of them, and then their two-point conversions tried to catch a few of the points there. Mace will attempt the extra point. And he's a good kicker, Doug. I mean, you watch him, he'll pound this thing through. And the quarterback, Cole Mitchell, is the holder and a heavy count, and we see all kinds of motion. Let's see who it's on. Yeah, that's Gibbon, I'm sure. I'm sure when they saw something on film from last week, they know where they can get to the football, and it will be offside. So now does Oakland Craig bring in the two-point conversion unit? It looks like they will at the one-and-a-half. That's the tough thing as a coach. I'll just tell you as a play caller, the one-and-a-half yard line, you believe you can get in. So the two-point conversion is what we're assuming now with 4.08 to go here in the first quarter. The five-points bank touchdown, a 44-yard touchdown pass on third and eight from Mitchell to Cody Mace. And now they will line up to go for two out of that wing, double wing. They'll hand it to Haas Smith off the left side, and he will keep the legs churning and not get in. They stood him up, and then they finally got down there. They're standing him up and waiting for the cavalry. We've seen that on both sides. So 
Maybe the offside paid off because the two-point conversion is no good with 4.08 to go here in the first quarter of play. It is Oakland Craig 6, given nothing. You're listening to the State Football Playoffs, brought to you in part on Classic Hits by Tom Dinsdale Autoplex in Grand Island. All you need to know in central Nebraska is Tom Dinsdale Autoplex and TomDinsdale.com. Discover new opportunities at the University of Nebraska at Kearney. Opportunities that lead to new connections and new passions. At UNK, you won't just go to class. You won't just meet people. You won't just get involved. Here, there's so much more. You'll get an experience that will impact who you are and what you will become. Around here, people know your name. It's up to you what it will be. At the University of Nebraska at Kearney, we are difference makers. Find out how you can make a difference at unk.edu. Doug Doodle, Larry Baker with you here in the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth where the first score of the game goes to the Knights of Oakland Craig. Yeah, Doug, and kick this thing off here. Given again, they've got to get the running game going uh, here. They've got to stay with who they are. I think it's important uh, to have gone through that experience last week so they don't try to jump out of themselves here. Seven passes, four runs for Oakland Craig, and I think that's the way it's going to be. Again, a little pooch kick towards the sidelines, and it dies just enough that Gibbon can't even scoop it up. They just have to fall on it at the 21-yard line. Give Mace a lot of credit here, Bakes, because the ball's not going out of bounds, but it's about two yards from going out of bounds, and that is uh, that is trouble if you're the return team. Yeah, at some point, you're exactly right, because Gibbon stands there, They've been coached to let the thing go out of bounds, and then it just sticks. Uh, that thing could end up in Oakland Craig's hands really easy one of these times, Doug. So it'll be first down and 10 here for the Given Buffaloes. Jason Andrus, the quarterback, his first career start tonight after the injury to Brayden Snell last week early on. So he got to play the whole game last week. But as I said, he got a whole week of taking the snaps with the number ones. And he'll take this snap and hand it off to Gideon. Has a little hole over the left side. Gets to the 25 and out to the 26-yard line. A gain of four. See, love the run there. Get Gideon back in the game. Just keep running this thing back and forth with Wyatt Key. And, Doug, they may need to do that because Gideon's going to be chasing receivers on the other side of the ball tonight uh, a pretty fair amount. So far, Oakland Craig's smaller line has done the job on both sides of the football. It's been tough for Haas Smith running, but they've given the quarterback Mitchell time to throw. Second down and six. They'll hand it off again to Gideon. Tries up the middle, bounces off the left guard, and rolls forward to the 30-yard line where he will be just short of the first down. It'll be third down and one. There we saw Tanner Gideon start to light it up a little bit. He met Connor Teal in the hole and laid him out. In the previous two uh, series that he was in, Teal put him on his back. So there, maybe standing on the sidelines, uh, Doug, for one series, Woke up Tanner just a little bit. Tamayo's split wide to the left, twins to the right. It's going to be a quarterback keeper, Andrus, trying to follow his blocking back. Gideon hands the first down out to the 33-yard line. I love the call. They just went ISO there, uh, went 14 ISO, uh, leading with Gideon. And Andrus is a big kid, uh, tough, powerful kid. I like the quarterback run, Doug. Gibbon likes to go no huddle, and I think this will be a place also that will be affected. Andrus probably takes an extra second or two to understand the play, whereas Snell would know what it is right off the bat, just make sure everybody's ready to go. Jason on first down and 10 out of the pistol. Sends Hines in motion from right to left. Gives him trips that way. Back to pass. Looking for the motion. Man, but he's covered, so he'll tuck it up and run up to the 35-yard line. Good decision, Andrus. Most guys say, that's where it's going. I'm just going to chuck it. But he was well covered in the zone there by Oakland Craig. Well, and knowing, uh, having talked to Coach McLaughlin, knowing what Andrus Reed is here tonight, 
he did make a good decision there, Doug. And one of the interesting things that they're doing, this will open up a deep throw later. Uh, they are sitting Teal back as a shadow. He is not dropping in coverage. That will set up a deep ball in the seam later, I can assure you. Bubble to the right side, and they'll pitch it that way. Tracy, the running back, tries to lower his shoulder. Minimal gain as he'll get close to the 40-yard line. A gain of maybe three, two and a half. It'll bring up third down and about five yards to go, six, five and a half. Yeah, I'll just tell you, Oakland Craig is not a great football team, Doug, but holy moly, they're just tough. Really, really tough. And they just, everything you get, you're going to have to earn. Jacob Tracy, six carries, 27 yards. And it looks like the Buffaloes are going to burn a timeout here with 1.39 to go in the first quarter of play. It's third and seven given at their own 38 with Oakland Craig leading it six to nothing in the state quarterfinals. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. At the Aurora Cooperative, the I Believe in the Future of Ag campaign is in full swing. I Believe is focused on building capacity for the future of FFA at the local and state levels. The Aurora Cooperative is one of 22 corporate sponsors providing a total of $270,000 toward the campaign this year. We hope you will pitch in too. Your donation, along with matching funds, will be sent to the FFA chapter of your choice. Contact your local FFA or Aurora Cooperative for more information and join the Aurora Cooperative in supporting FFA. The Aurora Cooperative, growing opportunities. At Care Hospice, we care for your family like you are a part of ours. Through compassionate hospice services, we help to alleviate fears and concerns so that you and your loved ones can focus on the joy of everyday moments. We celebrate the memories and special occasions of a life well-lived and provide support and assistance so you feel comforted throughout the hospice journey. For more information about our services, visit us online at acericare.com. Care Hospice, caring for moments that matter. On third down, a wildcat formation. Corbin Hines takes the direct snap around the right end, and he has the first down across the 45-yard line, just short of midfield. They'll say he stepped out at the 46. That's a gain of eight for Corbin Hines. I'm just telling you right now, Doug, when you put Corbin Hines back there in that wildcat and you put Wyatt Key in front of him, Corbin Hines has got plenty of speed, but he's got a ton of wiggle, and he's got great vision. And with that type of zone blocking with Wyatt Key in front of him, I love the look. So back to the same formation, and this time to the left side, and Hines right up the middle, 50-45, drags defenders with him, still on his feet at the 40, four, five, six nights before they bring him down at the 37-yard line, a gain of 17. Yeah, and I don't know how big of a baseball fan you are, but understand this, Corbin Hines has got a great arm. The thing about the Wildcat is you've got to be able to get in a situation where he can threaten with his wing, and I can tell you right now, Corbin Hines can. This has got some staying power, Doug. Hines had 13 carries for 105 yards throughout the entire season. Back-to-back carries here for 25 yards, and they're staying with it. And Hines is going to roll to the right side behind Key, finds a little bit of a seam inside the 35, and brought down there at about the 34 a gain of three. And, I mean, the thing is, he's a sophomore, but if you haven't seen Wyatt Key, you're missing out. This kid is a giant. One of the reasons why we've been talking about Gibbon coming along and that they will be able to continue this if they can replace their linemen, Tracy and Key are both just sophomores. Andrus a junior. Hines a junior, or a senior, but you got Andrus as a junior coming back. They're going to stay with the Wildcat. Second down and seven under a minute to go in the first. Off the right side. And this time, Oakland Craig starting to, Figure it out a little bit. He'll be brought down at about the 32, 31 and a half yard line. A game of about two more. It's going to bring up third down and five. I'm telling you, somewhere right in here, Doug, you send Key. 
He'll be open in the seam. You run that thing just like you're running it right now, and Corbin Hines can throw the football good enough. They do not have to snap the ball again here, and I wouldn't. It's third and five. You get a free timeout that way, and it looks like Gibbons just going to watch the clock run out here in the first quarter of the C2 State quarterfinals. It's Oakland Craig six, the Gibbon Buffalo zero. The Buffs will have a third and five at the night 32, so they're in that go-for-it situation on fourth down. You're listening to the state football playoffs on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com, brought to you by Mary Lanning Healthcare, celebrating 100 years of inspired care. To some, winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. Others say it's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. But everyone can agree that the uniforms and equipment you play in make a big difference in how you play and how you win. That's why TM Sporting Goods gives you that winning edge with top name brands and personal service. From seasoned pros like Steve Barinol and Tino Martinez. TM Sporting Goods, on the bricks, 2217 Central, downtown Kearney. TM Sporting Goods, a division of protein design. Welcome back to the state football playoffs brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank and Kearney. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. We go to the second quarter of play. It's the Oakland Craig Knights 6 and the given Buffaloes nothing, but the Buffaloes on the march. Doug Duda along with Larry Baker. Bakes, uh, do you stay in that wildcat now that Oakland Craig's had a chance to talk about it here at the quarter break? Actually, what I do to bring on, be honest, I bring Andrus back in. And I run a lot of the same plays. They're going to think you're going to get out of some of that. Andrus is a good running back there. You've got to come in and out. To make this successful, though, Corbin's going to have to beat him with his arm at some point. And I'm telling you, he's good enough to, but they're going to have to be willing to throw the ball with him. Given 73 yards on the ground of the first quarter, zero through the air. And Andrus is back in at the pistol, but they're still looking at the line of scrimmage, trying to see what the defense lined up as. Third and five at the 32. Gideon is the eye back behind him in the pistol. Low snap, and so it's going to be a busted play. Andrus is going to get what he can get, and he can get back to the line of scrimmage. So the low snap busted that up, and it'll be fourth down and five. Yeah, Doug, and to be quite honest, what Oakland, I mean, they, that was a poor snap there, but all told, what Oakland Craig is doing so well right now is these two inside linebackers where you've got um, Connor Teal and Haas Smith. They're doing such a nice job um, uh, in there that it's, it's very, very tough for um, Gibbon to move the ball. They're, they're, they're blocking the guys up front, but they can't get there. They're going to go with Andrus, fake the option, wants to throw on fourth down, going to throw it as far as he can, and there is nothing there. In fact, it would have been way out of bounds, looking for Tamayo, covered over there by Mace, and it will be turned over on downs to Oakland Craig. They'll take over at about their own 31-yard line just across the 31. Yeah, this thing is still, this thing's going to boil down to the defense. Last time uh, Oakland Craig had it, they drove down uh, and just threw the ball all over the field. I think that's going to be the key here, Doug. 6 nothing. Oakland Craig with the lead. In other games, it is Aquinas and Sutton just kicking off a lot of these 7 o'clock games getting going. Holdridge and Boystown, 7-7 at the half. Bishop Newman, Norfolk Catholic, 7-7 at the half. And Hastings St. Cecilia leads UTAN at the half, 13-6. Out of the double wing, they'll pitch it to Ha Smith, trying to follow his blocker around the right side. He's going to get out to the 35 and... Just stretched the ball across the 35-yard line for a gain of four on the play. It'll be second down at about six. That's very interesting. Uh, you know, uh, that's just a simple toss and just showing you where you're at in the season. That's a play given has stopped over and over for no gain or a loss all year, and it's three and four a crack right now for Oakland Craig, Doug. 
76 yards through the air, 11 on the ground in the first quarter for Oakland Craig. 44 of that coming on a third and eight touchdown pass to Cody Mace, and that is the only score of the game. Second down and six at their 35. Again, a quick little out here. It's complete to Seagrin, breaks the tackle. He's at the sideline, 50, 40. He is going to race all the way into the end zone for an Oakland Craig touchdown, 65 yards away, Garrett Seagrin. Yeah, we said it at the top, Doug. I thought Garrett Seagrin, he scared the – me to death watching the film if you're somebody that loves giving. And there again, it's a 2-3 hitch. Don't make the tackle. Nobody over the top. He's got legit speed. Just real one-on-one coverage out there. There was no help once he got away from the first man, from the man right up on him on the line of scrimmage and, defensively. And you don't there, Doug, because that's cover three. That's that's your corners all the way. Uh, he's, in, he, he's off and in bail technique. you got to make that play. So a two-point conversion the first time after an offsides. They'll line up to go for one here. Mitchell to hold, Mace to kick it. And the snap a little low, but they get it down. The kick is away, and the kick is good. So for the first time all season long, the Gibbon Buffaloes are down by more than one score. With 10.29 to go in the second quarter of play, Oakland Craig, 13, give it nothing on a 65-yard touchdown pass from Cole Mitchell to Garrett Segrin, brought to you by... Five points bank. Cousins Marine has been creating family memories since 1956, and this year was one for the record books. We had a great season, and you reaped the benefits. We have more premium used boats than ever before, detailed and indoors. Financing is available, so stop in now. Get the perfect boat that is right for your family. Don't miss out. Get here before our 36th annual used boat show in January. View our used inventory online at buzzesmarine.com or stop by to browse through our 60,000 square feet of indoor showrooms. Buzz's Marine, South Central Avenue, Kearney. This football game. Yeah, I mean, I think it was a deal when your quarterback's out, you're going to try all kinds of stuff. And uh, uh, there was a chance Oakland Craig was going to be able to big play them. I think what we thought going into the thing is that Gibbon would be able to stay with them if that happened. But uh, really what you've got is uh, Gibbon has made Oakland Craig drive the ball, Doug, but they've given up two big plays, and those two big plays equal 13 points. So let's see what Gibbon can do, maybe change their return here because we've seen two pooch kicks by Cody Mace, and Gibbon needs to be able to return one here. If you don't have a kicker, you got to make the other team pay. And they sneak up to about the 15-yard line. And Mace, this is a worse squib kick. I mean, it's a real onsider, and it is loose on the field, and Gibbon does dive on it at the 33-yard line. So they were on top of that one, and getting over there to cover it will be Vinnie Pearson, but that was even more dangerous than the first two. And given no return yards so far in the ball game, we'll have it first and 10 at their own 33. Yeah, that's why I said they kick about three different styles of that thing, Doug. And uh, So let's see. Andrus is going to be the quarterback here uh, with Tanner uh, Gideon uh, back there in that uh, eyeback spot. Key here is don't panic. They said they were going to do most of the same things they've been doing. They just haven't been throwing the ball. Quarterback keeper Andrus comes off one block to the 35, gets out to the 36-yard line, a gain of three, and they are not getting those first down yards that they're so used to getting throughout the season and setting up second and third and short. Yeah, Connor Teal is a stud, Doug. That is the key. Uh, Marcus Quintero is going to leave on an injury, a defensive lineman there for Oakland, Craig. And it looks to me like Reed Fearhoff is going to uh, check back in. Looks like something with his right hand. Maybe you jam a finger, maybe something like that. So he runs off. He knew right away. 
And that'll bring up second down and seven for the Buffaloes at their own 36, trailing 13 to nothing, 10 minutes to go in the first half. Out of the pistol, Jason Andrist takes the snap on the right hash, hands it off to Tracy, and a good wrap-up tackle at the line of scrimmage, falling forward for a yard that time. And right on top of the play is Zach Aarons. I'm just telling you, I mean, you've got to, you either block Connor Teal or you don't score tonight, Doug. And I don't know if it's your deal, you go wham trap where you release both guards and center up to the backers and wham with another back. Uh, but nobody is blocking right now uh, Connor Teal, and until they do, uh, first downs are going to be impossible to come by. Third down and seven now for Gibbon. They're still looking at the sideline for the play here. The last drive, they were stopped at the 32-yard line, and we will see a delay of game before... Any timeout can be called here by the Buffaloes. Yeah, that's, it's, it's going to make things a little tougher. He was counting. They were still looking at their wristbands. And they do get it in. That just could be a situation with where uh, they lined it up and Coach Montgomery didn't like what he sees. That doesn't always mean they're being lackadaisical. They just may have tried to change it one too many times there. So that'll bring up third down and 12 now. Move the ball back to about the 31-yard line, and into the ball game comes Wyatt Key as a blocking back. And they'll take the snap. It's going to be a direct snap again to Hines, and he is going to shake and bake for five. Makes another man miss 40, and he moves the pile awful close to the first down marker. Great job of keeping the play alive there out of the Wildcat again for Wyatt Key, and this might be a bring the chains in move. No, they're not going to do it. They're just going to signal first down. That was Corbin Hines, Doug. Or what did I say? Yeah, yeah, you said key, and here's the key there. Corbin Hines, I said, has got a little bit of shake. Teal came clean again. They did not block him, and Hines was able to just give him a little bit of slick, and uh, Teal was not able to make the tackle, and he turns it into a big gainer first down. That is a huge conversion on third and 12. Same situation. Key to the right side now. Has a hole. 50. Cuts back 45. One block, and he's gone. There's Hines. 40. 30. They're chasing him on the angle. 20. 10. And out of bounds he goes. First and goal. Well, they'll mark him at the 11. First and 10. Doug, you just have to make a decision and say, you know what, Corbin, you're our guy. We're going to snap it to you, and you go to all them big fat guys up front and say, look, get it done. I don't care if they know what the play is. Get it done. That's what you're seeing here. A 45-yard gain sets it up first and 10 of the Platte Valley Auto of Cardi Red Zone. Marked at the 11-yard line. Andrist is back in at quarterback. They will fake the handoff. He'll keep it over the left side. Has a hole inside the five, and he is going to be brought down. At about that spot, it looks like. Nice gain on first down for Jason Andrus. They'll mark him down at about the four, second down and three. That's a great play call there. It was a great job by Andrus. That was read option there, and he gave you what exactly Braden Snell has given you the entire year, Doug. Jacob Tracy is now the eye back out of the pistol on second at about two and a half. Low snap. They'll give it to Tracy up the middle, and he is ankle tackled by Haas Smith to get back to about the line of scrimmage. It'll be third down. Yeah, some sort of misdirection here, Doug. Again, you got to get Connor Teal running the wrong direction. Uh, He's just coming downhill. Third down, we'll call it three. Mark the ball just inside the five-yard line. 13-0, Oakland Craig. Gibbon knock it on the door. Andrus out of the pistol again. Double tight end set. Trips to the right side. And they'll fake the handoff. What a throw. Andrus lobs it into the end zone. There is nobody there. And Corbett Hines saying, I couldn't get back there because the defender 
was a brick wall behind me, and now that brings up fourth down and three. And still zero through the air, 0 for 3 right now for Andrist. Yeah, I'm not sure what we'll see here, Doug. Clearly going to go for it. I think you stick three in the backfield. And Gibbon will talk about it. They will burn their second timeout, brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take time out to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank, member FDIC, 7.25 to go first half. It's Oakland Craig, 13, and Gibbon, nothing. Community is a place that means coming together. A place where smiles are warm, where handshakes are firm. The day's work is honest. Buffalo County Farm Bureau is hometown proud. We work for farm and ranch families, but our work reaches well beyond the farm or ranch, benefiting Nebraskans in all walks of life. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture. Visit nefb.org to learn more. Doug Duda, Larry Banker here on Classic Hits 98.9 and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. This is KKPR-FM. Carney, Gibbon, Shelton, and PlatteRiverPreps.com, as we said, on the World Wide Web. So it'll be fourth down and about three yards to go just inside the five. Gibbon trying to get on the board, trailing Oakland Craig, 13 to nothing. They've got Hines and the Wildcat here with a blocking back. Fakes right, goes left, looks for a little bit of a hole. He is close. I don't think he got in, but I think he's got the first down. Yeah, I think so too, Doug, by just the way he run in. I do believe, yep, they dropped the chains, Doug. So a four-yard gain for Corbin Hines, who is going to, if they stay with this, have more yards rushing in the first half than he had the entire season. Fourth and goal, excuse me, fourth and goal turns into first and goal at the one. Yeah, and Hines just came off. They just decided to get big. And there's few teams in the state in C2 that can get as big as Gibbon when they want to. And Wyatt Key is going to take the direct snap, and he is going to sneak it. No indication yet, and there it is. Touchdown, Gibbon. He's going to kick it, Doug. Tracy was in the backfield to kind of give him a little help if he needed it, but give credit to the center in Rodriguez and the guards, or excuse me, the center, Castaneda, and the guards, Rodriguez and Walker, making enough room for him to sneak it in 13-6. Doug, you got to stay with Hines. I believe that right now. you got to stay with Hines. It's giving you your best chance, and the reason it's working so well is they're putting Wyatt Key in the backfield, and they're able to get another blocker at the point of attack. Low snap, but it is handled. The kick is up, and it is good by Eskendon, and that will make the score. Oakland Craig, 13 and given seven on the one-yard touchdown run, brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank, Carney. Just like your car, your furnace needs a periodic wellness check, too. Get this scheduled today by calling Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating. An annual service agreement will entitle you to a complete heating and cooling system check, once in the spring and once in the fall. Kelly and the crew take pride in the work they do and in catching problems before they happen so you can stay comfortable all season long. Call Anderson Brothers today in Kearney at 236-6437 or in Holdridge at 995-4481 or on the web at andersonbros.com. Doug Duda, Larry Baker with you here. And Gibbon now for the first time will kick it off, Larry. Yeah, uh, Doug, <laughs> actually got to kick it off to all those athletes again. The key to this thing is this. This defense is built to stop the run. They run a 4-2-5, and that front six, it is all about just clogging things up and not allowing anything to get by them, they've got to find a way to get a stop right now through the air. I don't know what uh, Oakland Craig's passing yards are, but it's got to be big. 
And a short kick. They're going to make him field it at the 25. It took a beautiful bounce there for Mace, and he's up the 30-35 to the 38-yard line. Cody Mace got a great bounce right up into his hands so he didn't have to wait for it to bounce around on the ground. And good starting field position here for the Knights. They'll mark it at the 37-yard line. 7.05 to go in the first half. Oakland Craig 13 and given seven state football brought to you by Husker Power Products, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters in Hastings and Sutton. Yeah, the tough thing is you could tell Gibbon, play big zone here, keep it in front of you. They'll just, uh, the quarterback's arm's good enough, they'll just run stuff uh, underneath and just clobber you, this two, three hitches and slants. Again, double wing with Smith about two yards behind his quarterback, Mitchell. They'll give it to Smith, stood up, and then fights to fall forward for two yards. So so many times in the few runs that we've seen, they're not tackling backwards, they're tackling forwards, and that gets you about two more yards every time. Here's one thing I'll say, Doug. That looked like a probe to me. Out of that formation and that veer look, here we see it again. You've got Garrett Segrin one-on-one, no help with Oscar Cuellar. And they've been throwing a lot underneath. Will they give him a little pump and try to send him deep? You don't even have a safety over there helping him out. He's all alone, And now Doug. they're trying to send Pearson over there. There's some confusion, and rolling to the right, the quarterback, Mitchell, is going to be sacked. He might have got back to the line of scrimmage, but they drag him down from behind over there, making the tackle is Stroh. Now, that was a very good job by Gibbon there, and Stroh was going to have to have a big game tonight. There's a lot of this defense that's going to go through him. They... Bet Wyatt Key all the way into the slant window, and they ran the ball right where he left from. Garrett Stroh came up really big there, Doug. It'll be a loss of one, third down and nine. They'll spread the field, twins right, with the lone man out here wide left, Garrett Segrin out of the pistol formation. And back to pass. Mitchell looking deep down the right side, and it is a jump ball caught at the 40, and then stepped out of bounds right there at the 40-yard line. That's going to be a gain of 22. Yeah, and Gibbons switched it up there. They went cover two there. Doug loved the play call by Coach McLaughlin. They go cover two there, and Hines was just a step short. The trouble was is it started off as a switch route. Cody Mays hauls in the 22-yard reception, and it's first and 10, Oakland Craig, at the given 41, 13-7 Knights. 5.44 to go here in quarter number two. Back to the shotgun, three wideouts. Mitchell looks right now, left. It's a screen to Haas Smith, complete. He's got all kinds of room, but backside of the tackle at the 39-yard line. How about the big fella, Ozzy Rodriguez, saving him about 25 yards? Sorry, it came out of my mouth like it would have on the sideline. The minute you read that, you want to scream, screen, and it just Thank popped God it out didn't of my come mouth. out of your mouth exactly like it yeah, did well, on the sideline. Right. <laughs> but they are going to pick up nine, but the blocking was there. There was all kinds of room out front. Mitchell's hit his last four passes, second down and one at the given 32-yard line. Big ankle tackle there by Ozzy Rodriguez. The Knights near the given sideline on the left hash. They'll just give it to Smith, try to get the first down. He lowers his shoulder. You're not going to tackle him one-on-one. He ran over Tracy and gets to the 28, a gain of four. Yeah, Doug, we saw him in the playoffs last year, uh, Ansley Litchfield versus Amherst. He's a tough kid, and there will be no, no stop in him. Smith listed at 195, runs like he's two and a quarter out there. And it'll be another first down here for the Knights as they keep the drive alive. And remember, Oakland Craig will get the ball to start the second half because Gibbon took the ball, went three and out to start the football game, and they won the toss. 
First and 10 out of the shotgun. Sends Smith out of the backfield. Empty backfield, and we've got penalty flags before the snap. And a five-yard penalty for a false start here on the Knights. We'll bring it first and 15. I tell you, they, they motion into that, Doug, but that again leaves Garrett Segrin alone with Oscar Cuellar, and they like to start that short little roll to the motion, and then they'll stop and throw it back to the single receiver side. At halftime, St. Cecilia leads Utan 13-6, still scoreless between Sutton and Aquinas. And Donovan Trumbull trails Battle Creek 7-0 in the first on our Ashley Furniture Home Store scoreboard. We bring you the scores. Ashley Furniture Home Store delivers your dream furniture to your door. First and 15, they'll run the same exact play. And false start again. Seager, the wide receiver, took off too quick that time. It'll be first and 20. Yeah, Doug, they're playing this a little different now. They're not respecting when they motion him out of the backfield. All of the run goes away from that. What they're doing is then betting Wyatt Key all the way out over Seagren as the number one receiver and allowing Cuellar to play back, and that would be good. It allows Key to get his hands on Seagren. In C1, Scotus and Green, Ashland Greenwood scoreless in the first. Central City, Wilbur Claytonia scoreless in the first. At the half, Holdridge and Boystown 7-7 and Norfolk Catholic Bishop Newman tied at 14. First and 20. They'll roll Mitchell out here with a little underneath dump complete to Mace across the 35, and he'll be shoved out of bounds close to the 32-yard line. So a nice gain of eight. If they get that every play, they'll move the chains. Yeah, and I love this, what they're doing with Wyatt Key right now playing two-on-one. Gibbons good enough across the field. They can waste a defender like that at times, Doug. I had the wrong yard line. It's not going to be eight. It's going to be closer to about four and make it second down at 16. So they don't want that. Clock runs here. Gibbon good play defensively. Spread the field again. Twins left, and they'll empty the backfield to the wide side one more time. Looking over the middle of the football field for the tight end, and it is complete with a good tackle inside the 15, but they will hit Zach Ahrens for the first time tonight for a first down again of 19. Yeah, and that made sense. Given spreading the field, nobody in the center of the field there, Doug. Released the tight end. Because it was the spread set, the two outside backers were bet out. You need an inside backer to run with him, and it didn't happen. Oakland Craig has been able to score, but they give up points, and we talked about that on the pregame. First and 10, they'll mark it just inside the 15, low snap, swing it out here to the right side, and is it caught by Segrin? It is. They're going to say he was able to hold on inside the 10 at the 8. It'll be second down and 2. Yeah, I tell you what, they only suited about 24, 25 guys, but the athleticism in about three or four of these guys, Doug, for Oakland Craig is enough for a dozen. So Oakland Craig on the move, leading it 13-7, to 3.15 and counting to go here in the first half of play. Under center, out of the wing, they'll give it to Smith off the left side, crashes through, has the first down inside the five and close to the two. It'll be first down and goal. First down there, going over to get the play, kind of taking their time now. They've been moving fairly quickly. Well, they, they want to take their time. They don't want to give – they look like they're going to score. Don't give Gibbon much time here. Hey, two for one, Doug. That's why defer, and I love it. It gives you this opportunity in the second quarter to get the two-for-one possession. First in goal just outside the one-yard line here for – Oakland Craig trying to go back up by two scores. Mitchell under center. Looks like a quarterback sneak. It is a quarterback sneak, but it is terribly blown up. Mitchell never even got going forward. I 
would assume that they'll just kind of mark it where it was because he was pushed backwards. He just never got forward on that play. It'll be second and goal. Yeah, I'm not sure if he bobbled it or if he was trying to let the thing set up, but he just got swallowed, Doug. It looked like he was just waiting for the hole to open, and the hole didn't open. It backed right back into him. That's a big, tough group of dudes to run a quarterback sneak against, I'll tell you that. Going to be a loss of about a yard and a half that time. And we will call it second and goal inside the three. They'll hand it off. Nothing there. And it's hard to run between the tackles against Gibbon, and they're finding that out right now. Third and goal under two minutes to go. Is this going to be at the one, or is it about the same place, Doug? Looks like they will move it to the one. Pretty good gain there. It'll be third and goal at the one. And we will see a timeout taken by Gibbon. That will be their final one. They'll use it on the defensive side of the ball here. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Ozzie Rodriguez was not in on, in on that, Doug, for the last three or four plays. I see he's got fresh tape on an ankle and no sock on. So uh, running the ball in there, Ozzie Rodriguez not in the game. They may have called that timeout to get him on the field. And that is our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with two locations in Kearney. We'll keep it here with 149 to go in the first half, and let's take a look at some of the other scores that we have right now. Moving up to Class B, they're at the half. McCook 14, Plattsmouth 6. The rest of the games are underway in the first quarter and scoreless. And in Class A, Bellevue West is already up 14-0 in the first over Norfolk. Miller North leads Omaha Central 7-0. All of those games in Class A. Kicked off at 7 o'clock in six-man. We can give you this score. It is Riverside leading Silver Lake at the half, 62-8. to eight. They'll get St. Edward in next week's final in Kearney. Back to third down and goal at the one here for Oakland Craig. Can the defensive stand stay there? Mitchell under center. Takes the snap. Gives it to Haas Smith. Right side. Lowers his shoulders. Gets into the end zone. Touchdown, Knights. Boy, he hits it hard. Holy moly, Doug. And there is a flag. That's why there wasn't a whole lot of jumping up and down and cheering over there on the night sideline. And an illegal equipment or substitution on uh, Gibbon. So the touchdown will hold. And now the cheering for Oakland Craig. Yeah, probably a mouthpiece there, Doug. Equipment's probably the right call, the one you had to begin with. Somebody probably didn't have their mouthpiece in or a chin strap. Always happens out of a timeout. Somebody doesn't have a chin strap or a mouthpiece uh, where they're supposed to be. Well, the Gibbon Buffaloes have not been tested like this all season long. The most points Gibbon had given up in a single game was opening night to St. Paul, 14, and they've given up 19 here in the first half to Oakland Craig. Yeah, and I think this, uh, they're going to have to score. I thought all along, I kept saying this thing come down to their defense. Now, I mean, the way this game's changed, I still believe it, Doug. If they just trust old Corbin Hines and go block everybody and get tough, Gibbon's a tough team. They believe in themselves. They believe in their coaches. Uh, They can do something like that. A 63-yard drive capped by the five-points bank touchdown, a one-yard run by Haas Smith, and they... It ended up a no play, Doug. Okay, so they're going to wave it off, so let's redo it. Now we're ready to go again, third and goal. At the one, same play. Haas walks in left side, so nothing changed. It's still a touchdown. It took another three seconds off the clock. And it's still 19 to 7. Yeah, that's tough. They get in 10 personnel, put the, the deuce, uh, the two receiver side, and just run the dive right back to it. And you bet that outside backer out, and that's tough to defend. So now we'll line up and probably go for two. 
after the first two-point conversion run was no good. The next time they decided to add the extra point kick, and now Oakland Craig wants to talk about it. What do you think here, Larry? You chase the point or you kick it? Uh, no, if I'm then, I put them, I probably go for two here simply because it's already a couple-score game. You're in pretty good shape. Try to get this thing uh, uh, back to 21, and even if it gets to 21, I probably go for two again. Right now, Oakland Craig has got Gibbon on their heels running the ball, Doug. Time out brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. The extra point when we come back. Athletes come in all shapes and sizes, and Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine specializes in getting them all back in their game. From swinging a hammer to swinging a golf club, whether tackling daily tasks or tackling the running back, see Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic. If you're suffering from any injury that's putting you on the sidelines, make an appointment today and take comfort in our care. Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. Coming up at half, the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. We'll take a look at the first half stats, analyze what we've seen and what Gibbon will need to do in the second half. We'll look at the scores from around the state playoffs tonight and talk about a little uh, football tomorrow and state volleyball and some uh, sub-state going on tomorrow as well. So now after the touchdown and the timeout by Oakland Craig, they'll line up for a two-point conversion. It'll be Mitchell and the shotgun all by himself. Empty backfield, rolls right, throws it into the end zone, and the two-point conversion is good to Garrett Segrin. 1.46 to go in the first half. It's Oakland Craig 21 and Gibbon 7, the state football playoffs, brought to you in part by Nebraska Land National Bank and Kearney. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere? But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. Doug Duda, Larry Baker on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com as Oakland Craig gets ready to kick it off for the fourth time. Three touchdowns, and then they kicked it off to start the game, and each one of them has been a pooch kick that Gibbon has not been able to return, and if they don't get anything they can return here, it's pretty much take it to the locker room, trailing by 14. Gibbon has not trailed at half all season long, and they will here tonight. And we'll talk a little bit more about some of what we're seeing out there in a minute and 46 seconds at halftime, but Cody Mace has it teed up and ready to boot it away here for Oakland Craig. What little wind there is is in their face, and again, it's a short pooch kick, but they can return this. It's in the air at the 26, up the middle of the field to the 25-30, and then head over heels, flip down, (laughs) is the ball carrier in Tommy Castello, and Gibbon has okay field position at about the 38-yard line. And, Larry, one of the things that we'll probably talk about at the half, Coach Mark McLaughlin says, Andrist in for Snell. They wouldn't change their play calls. They have. Yeah, they no have question. drastically. Well, they've worked on this Wildcat package, and they've been waiting for the spot to put it in, and here you go. So it will be Hines taking the Wildcat, snap to the right side, gets across the 40, tries to spin out of a tackle. Would have been smarter to run out of bounds unless they're trying to kill the clock, but cut it back in, and now the clock will run as he's down at the 42-yard line, a gain of four, and they are out of timeouts. Yeah. Uh, I still will tell you, that Corbin Hines' arm is good enough if they want to test it out of this Wildcat. Second and six. 
Hines in the Wildcat. He will throw it. Ooh, it slipped out of his hands, and now he's got to run the football. Finds a little blocking and gets to the 45 and up to the 46. It's a gain of four. It'll be third down and two. And now where Coach McLaughlin has to make his decision. Do we keep hustling it, or do we let the clock run out? And it looks like he wants to hustle it. Yeah, you're third and short here. I think you have to uh, go here. But they're taking time to look at their armbands. 50 seconds, direct snap, running left, Hines, and gets the first down, breaks a tackle, 50 into Oakland Craig territory, and he's brought down at the 46-yard line, a gain of eight. They had him by the shirt tail at the line of scrimmage, but he was able to slide out of there 108 yards unofficially here in the first half for Corbin Hines. And out of the hurry-up offense, he'll take it again and spike it, and uh, they're going to flag him for motion. They're going to say that Gibbon wasn't set. Goodness gracious. Yeah, no, that's the kind of stuff you don't want. But even on that last play, uh, again, it's going to be Connor Teal that, that, that has got him. Now, if it, we were in the pros, they'd have to run off 10 seconds, but that's not the case here. But they got to be ready to go because, see, now Gibbons not lined up and ready to go. The clock's running. And they will snap it with 32 seconds. Rolling to his right, wanting to throw it as far as he can down the middle of the field. Jump ball tipped, and it is in and out of the hands of Oscar Cuellar. Going to have a hold, I think, Doug. And it is a hold here. Ozzy Rodriguez saying what was the penalty. I will tell you this, Doug. We had this officiating crew uh, our last game of the year. They are a very good crew. But this white hat, you do not talk to him or talk back. Uh, uh, don't question him. He doesn't. So you got to be a little careful asking and putting your hand out. A very good officiating crew, but he's a little hot. You do not want to talk or question him. Out of Lexington. And now, Larry, it's first and 25, 23 seconds. Take a knee. No, well, see, what I say is you can do that, but run. He can squirt one of these running plays out, Doug. He's only had about three series, and he's over 100. He can take one to the house here. And he will bring it up to the 40-yard line. Another flag. See, this is no good. If this is given, they've done this throughout the year where they've had just penalties come in absolute buckets. Now you're right. Take a knee. Try to get the thing uh, uh, to, to the clubhouse. But Gibbons done this to themselves. They've been good enough through the season to overcome them. But Gibbon has done this this year where it's just been – Penalties in the in the yardage triple digits. Fourth penalty of this quarter for 30 yards. And here comes Gideon into the ball game. In fact, Hines is actually going to come out. Andrist is in there. 17 seconds to go, but again, they'll, they'll probably just hand it off because they're not going to get under center. In fact, they don't have to snap the ball. They do not have to snap the ball, and I think that's exactly what Coach McLaughlin's doing. The kids are over there with their hands out saying, what's the play? And the play is to get to the locker room, and don't keep your heads down. Right now, heads are down on the Gibbon Buffalo sideline because this undefeated football team is behind at half for the first time this year, and they'll have to stay confident coming out and get a stop to start the third quarter and see if they can get things turned around. It's not like they haven't moved the ball, Larry. They have a couple of times where they've been stopped. They were stopped on fourth down inside the 30-yard line uh, when they went forward on fourth and two. Keep the confidence because, let's face it, this is the state playoffs. You only get one shot. Here's the thing. Gibbons in good shape here. Uh, if there's one thing that's a little worrisome, it's you got to stop them. You know, they haven't been able to find a stop in the last several possessions, and that's going to be the key, I think, ultimately 
in this thing. But you, as you said, you just got to keep your composure here. It is halftime. Coming up, the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. It is 21-7. Oakland Craig is leading Gibbon here on Classic Hits 98.9 and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Our state football action is brought to you in part by Tom Dinsdale Autoplex in Grand Island. All you need to know in central Nebraska is Tom Dinsdale Autoplex and TomDinsdale.com. Sure, you know Fanatics is a great place to watch the game and have great food. But Fanatics is also the perfect place for your holiday party. Their party room can be set up for an intimate gathering or a company Christmas party for up to 100. Order straight from the menu, or Fanatics will customize a meal for you and your guests. Enjoy your privacy or join the fun with everybody else at Fanatics. Fanatics does birthday and graduation parties, too. Holiday parties are more fun with Fanatics. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks, Central Avenue, Kearney. history of Mary Lanning is pretty uh, profound. The Lannings, who lived right down just a block over, were a fairly wealthy couple here in town, and they had one daughter, her name was Mary. She was away at college, and when she came home for Christmas, she got sick. They were unable to cure her. She was the only daughter, so Mr. and Mrs. Lanning wanted to do something to memorialize her. And because she had wanted to be a social worker, her parents chose to develop the hospital and the school of nursing. But they also wanted to be sure that that didn't happen for any other people in the community. I would hope that we all remember that young lady who was wanting to do good for the world and and never had the chance. Celebrating 100 years of inspired care. Mary Lanning Healthcare. And welcome back to high school football coverage on Classic Hits 98.9 and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. It's Friday night football, but it's playoff edition. The C2 State quarterfinals, Oakland Craig 21 and Gibbon 7 at the half. This is the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Your trash is our treasure. Serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation, your trash collection connection. Find us in your local yellow Pages and Larry Baker alongside me again tonight. Bakes, Oakland Craig, a chance to go to their second consecutive state semifinal. And as I talked about with Coach Anderson, you look at their history, and they've always been a pretty solid football team. But let's face it, how many times have you talked about Oakland Craig football? They are a quiet giant. Yeah, no, they play up there where it's tough, Doug. Uh, every year they're pretty darn good. The last several years they've been exceptional, as I said, with Nick Arlt and some of those guys that they had. Uh, they look very poised here. You know, we've talked about Gibbon being fairly poised in the sense in this run. They've really built for this. Oakland Craig looks mad that they got beat last year in the semis, just to be quite honest with you. Uh, they look to me like they're on a mission, and regardless of the fact that others graduated, doesn't really matter to them. They want to go to the state finals, and this is the side of the bracket to do it on with David City Aquinas on the other side. I know. And St. Cecilia. Yeah, and Sutton. And I mean, Battle Creek's pretty good, but. Let's uh, talk a little bit more about the game here in a moment. But first, let's take a look at some of the scores on the Ashley Furniture Home Store scoreboard. We bring you the scores. Ashley Furniture Home Store delivers your dream furniture to your door. In the six-man playoffs this afternoon, St. Edward beat Hyannis 45-20. They will play Riverside in the state championship at Fosterfield and Kearney next week. Riverside leads Silver Lake in the third quarter, 62-14. In C2, 
Hastings St. Cecilia has now scored early in the third quarter, and they lead UTAN 20-6. That's on 1230 AM KHS and com. Aquinas in the first quarter leads Sutton 14 to nothing. In the second quarter, Battle Creek 20, Donovan Trumbull nothing. The winner of that game plays the winner of this game. Remember, Oakland Craig's only loss is to Battle Creek, and they lead Gibbon here at the half 21-7. Let's move up to C1. In the upper half of the bracket in the second quarter, top seed Columbus Scotus leads preseason number one Ashland Greenwood 12 to nothing. And also in the second quarter, Wilbur Claytonia leads Central City 7 to 6. Boystown has taken the lead over Holdridge to start the third quarter 20 to 14. And Norfolk Catholic now leads Bishop Newman in the third quarter by a score of 28 to 14. Two scores there in the third quarter. In fact, Norfolk Catholic has scored 21 straight. In Class B, Halftime, McCook 14 and Plattsmouth 6. In the second quarter, York leads Elkhorn South 7-0. And Omaha Scutt has yet to score in the second quarter, scoreless with Pius, who threw up a great defensive effort against Northwest last week. And in the first quarter, Aurora 8 and Gretna nothing. And in Class A, second quarter, Millard North leads Omaha Central 7-0. Omaha North, after their upset of Grand Island, leads Omaha Westside 7-0. In the first quarter, Millard West leads Papillion La Vista South 14 to nothing, and Bellevue West leads Norfolk 14 to nothing. This is the Ravenna Sanitation halftime report. Halftime of our game, Oakland Craig 21 and Gibbon 7. Back with more after this timeout. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings. Your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. Five Points Bank. We're proud our bankers have the ability to take care of customers in the Kearney area. One of our bank's true differences is our bankers have a true Kearney connection, important in providing the best in banking. Our staff is proud they've lived in Kearney for years. Many have been lifelong residents. Having a true Kearney connection means caring and being involved in the community and committed to making banking work for the people of Kearney. Bank with Five Points Bank. The better bank. The bank with a true Kearney connection. Good things will happen. A reminder that the State High School Volleyball Tournament field will be set tomorrow after the sub-state tournaments wrap up with all of Class B. The rest of the fields are set. And uh, just to give you a little idea, the final Class B game tomorrow is the Grand Island Northwest Columbus game at 2 o'clock. And if Northwest goes out and gets the sweep, you can see those brackets out by about 4 o'clock, definitely by 5 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Northwest will host Columbus at 2, Aurora will host Sydney at 1, and Hastings will travel to number 1, Omaha Scott. That game is at 12 noon. We can tell you in the tournament for sure, in Class C1 is Kearney Catholic and Ord. It appears Grand Island Central Catholic will have a wild card. In Class C2, Hastings St. Cecilia and Arcadia Loop City, who out of the Luplat Conference, what a story there. Arcadia Loop City, the Loop City Schools, has not been to the state volleyball tournament since 1974. Arcadia was there in 94, and 
We played that game over at Pershing, broadcast that one. That's a while ago, Bakes, but Arcadia Loop City is in, and it looks like they'll probably be the eighth seed. Uh, so they head to state. They had to rally to win in five last night. Sutton looks like they'll get a wild card in D1. It'll be Hartland Lutheran and Bertrand in. Lawrence Nelson appears to have a wild card. And in D2, Giltner is in. It'll be interesting to see how that falls. Uh, they could be the seven or the eight seed with identical points there uh, in the wild card standings. And uh, that will determine whether they play O'Neill, St. Mary's, or Exeter Milligan. And we'll find out more uh, tomorrow when the official pairings come out. Let's get back to the football game here, Larry Baker. As the coach, as someone that has talked to Coach Mark McLaughlin and played against him, uh, I'm still a little concerned because I thought this last week, I think you can compare it to anybody that loses their quarterback. Uh, when you take away... And, and condense what you're doing offensively, and that's what Gibbon has done. I mean, Andrus has only attempted three passes in the football game, and uh, they have zero yards through the air. They have 182 yards on the ground, and that's outstanding, and most of that from uh, Corbin Hines. But they have totally shut down their passing game, have totally gotten away from even attempting anything out there. And that was a big part of why their running game opened, and Tanner Gideon has only carried the ball four times. So basically... They have done nothing like what they've done in the first 10 games with the quarterback switch. The only thing I'll say to that is even if you still had Braden Snell in this game, there's a chance that you'd still see some of that. Here's the only reason I say it. Gibbon is the best team up front. When you are the best team up front, you believe you can run the ball. If you, what you want to do is try to get away from the other team's best or whatever they do best. And right now, Oakland Craig has super athletic, very, very athletic. And all those guys play in the defensive backfield. Throwing the ball down the field right now, even with Braden Snell, would not be the thing to do. In my opinion, Doug, and I really believe this, they have got to block the middle linebacker. They're not getting to him, and he's just flat out uh, ruining this thing. If they can get to that middle linebacker, they're going to run wild. And I do like it with Corbin Hines because he's got enough shake. He's actually making him miss. Uh, Tanner Gideon... Uh, and Wyatt Key, uh, uh, they run with, or Jacob Tracy, excuse me, they run with enough lean to them. They're not going to make 63 miss. Well, we will take a look at the first half stats and let you know how they compare. They're pretty comparable. They've just done it differently. Oakland Craig has done it through the air, and Gibbon has done it through the ground. But on the scoreboard, it is Oakland Craig 21, Gibbon 7 in the C2 state quarterfinals. Our halftime report brought to you by Ravenna Sanitation. We'll look at the numbers next. New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery certified and fellowship trained physicians provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. They treat all surgical and non-surgical orthopedic and sports medicine needs. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Call New West Sports Medicine today at 308-865-2570 to schedule your appointment. That's 308-865-2570. The spirit of success. You see it all over town. People who take pride in giving their best. At the Exchange Bank of Gibbon, we understand what it takes to succeed. That's why we are there for you every day, making your life better and our community stronger, all while striving for your success, helping you develop and grow. That's the goal of the Exchange Bank of Gibbon. Banking made simple. See the professional staff of the Exchange Bank of Gibbon today. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. This is the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report here on Classic Hits. 
PlatteRiverPreps.com. Doug Duda, Larry Baker. Let's look at the unofficial numbers I have here in the first half. First off for the Knights of Oakland, Craig. Haas Smith, nine carries, 29 yards, one touchdown. Quarterback Cole Mitchell, two carries, negative three yards. And Cody Mace, one carry, one yard. So 12 carries, 27 yards is all Oakland Craig has on the ground. But for quarterback Cole Mitchell, he has put it up 13 times. He's completed 10 of those, two for long touchdowns, no interceptions. And uh, he gets rid of it so quickly, Larry, that you would, as we talk about the line, Gibbon hasn't even had a chance to get pressure on him. I mean, he's in that shotgun he barely gets that football turned in his hand, and it is already out of there. We put a stopwatch on him or that sports science, boys. I mean, it's less than a second. It's bang, bang out of his hand. Well, and the thing is, I think the biggest key there, Doug, is, as you said it at the break, the only one he's actually held tonight was the wheel, and he could have thrown that immediately. They didn't go with him even on the out before he turned it up. But they're all, other than that route, everything that Oakland Craig is doing is a three-step passing concept. And when you've got him in the pistol, he's already there. He's catching it and spinning it. So 10 of 13, two touchdowns, no interceptions, 204 yards through the air, 27 on the ground, 231 yards of total offense, unofficially eight first downs for Oakland Craig, one punt for 29 yards, four penalties for 30 yards. For Gibbon, Tanner Gideon, four carries all in the first quarter, five yards. Wyatt Key, one carry, one yard, and the lone touchdown. Jacob Tracy, eight carries, 28 yards. Quarterback Jason Andrus, six carries, 20 yards. And Corbin Hines out of the Wildcat has run it 10 times for 108 yards. 29 rushing attempts, 182 yards for Gibbon through the air. Andrus is 0 of 3, nothing through the air, 182 yards of total offense, nine first downs for Gibbon. They punted it twice for an average of 28 and a half, six penalties for 36 yards. Neither team has committed a turnover so far in this football game. 21 to 7, here's how we got there after the teams uh, exchanged punts early on, given two possessions, and the second possession for Oakland Craig was the first score of the ball game on a third and eight, that 44-yard touchdown pass from Cole Mitchell on the wheel route to his wingback, Cody Mace. The two-point conversion run was no good. They were going to kick it offsides on Gibbon, so they went for two and did not get in, and that's how the first quarter ended. Gibbon was stopped at the Oakland Craig 31-yard line, and that's when the Knights marched 69 yards, 65 of it, on a Mitchell to Garrett Seagram pass, which was nothing more than a little wide receiver sideline route there where he broke the tackle on 50 yards, uh, sprinting down the right sideline in front of his own bench. Uh, they convert. Uh, es- excuse me, Mace hits the kick, makes it 13-0 with 10-29 to go in the second quarter. Gibbon does answer right back as they convert a fourth and three when Wyatt Key lined up under center and snuck it in. Escondon made the kick. And that made it 13-7 at the 7.08 mark. But then Oakland Craig stuck one in with a minute 49 to go on third and goal to cap a 63-yard drive. Haas Smith takes it in. The two-point conversion pass to Garrett Segrin made it 21-7, and Gibbon got nothing. In fact, they actually had three penalties on the last possession there before halftime, before just letting the clock expire. And your score, the Oakland Craig Knights 21, and the Gibbon Buffaloes 7, and Oakland Craig will get the ball to start the second half. Let's take one more rundown of the scores here, update you what we have on the Ashley Furniture Home Store scoreboard in Class A. They're all in the second quarter. Bellevue West leads Norfolk 21-0. Millard North over Omaha Central 7-0. 
Omaha North and Omaha West side now tied at seven and Millard West leads Papillion La Vista South 14 to nothing. In Class B in the third quarter, McCook 20, Plattsmouth 6. In the second quarter, Aurora leads Gretna 8 to 6. York and Elkhorn South are tied at seven and Omaha Scott now leads Lincoln Pius X, 7 to nothing. Aurora has just scored to go up 15 to 6 over Gretna in C1. In the fourth quarter, Boys Town leads Holdridge 20 to 14 and Norfolk Catholic leads Bishop Newman 28 to 14. On the top half of the bracket in the second quarter, Columbus Scotus leads Ashland Greenwood 15 to nothing and Central City has taken the lead over Wilbur Claytonia 13 to 7. In C2, in the fourth quarter, St. Cecilia leads UTAN 27-6. Aquinas leads Sutton 22 to nothing in the second. And Battle Creek leads Donovan Trumbull 20 to nothing in the second quarter of play. In six-man today, the semifinals, St. Edward beat Hyannis 45-20. And Riverside leads Silver Lake in the third, 62-14. Here it is, Oakland Craig 21 and Gibbon 7. You've been listening to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report for quality, dependable trash hauling service for your farm, home, or business. Contact the professionals at Ravenna Sanitation. The second half is coming up next. This football season, keep your favorite game day traditions running strong with the power and dependability of a brand new pickup. If you've been wanting a new truck, Tom Dinsdale Automotive has an unbeatable selection on their lot. Test drive your favorites and pick the one that's right for you. From Omaha to Denver and Kansas City to Sioux Falls, Tom Dinsdale Automotive in Grand Island is your truck destination. Tom Dinsdale, your truck destination. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit NewTech at yieldleader.com. The undisputed Midwest Yield Leader. As we start our second half, a look at the field conditions brought to you by your Pioneer Seed representative, Craig Weeches. Pioneer knows more about field conditions with top-yielding Pioneer brand soybeans. Craig Weeches, your Pioneer Seed dealer, science with service, delivering success. Larry, you uh, surveyed almost every inch of the field before the game. Yes, and the grass is wonderful. It's at Gibbon, always a little patchy, but I'm telling you, it's in good shape. You're in November, and any of those fields that got played on the last week of the season uh, took a little bit of a beating. Well, Larry, uh, no doubt here as Gibbon kicks it off, they've got to come up with a nice defensive stand here to start the third quarter. The boot is away. A nice deep kick, backpedaling and taking it at about the 13-yard line will be Mace up the seam to the 20-25, steps over a man 30, and brings it up to the 35. They were lined up so short it looked like that kick was deeper than it was, but decent starting field position here for the Knights. Larry, the key here for Gibbon is what? This is all about the adjustment. What adjustment did you make to giving up these two, three stop routes that are turning into big plays and then go and double move off of them. This thing boils down to what that adjustment is. I don't know that you can just say, look, play better. I do think there's going to have to be an adjustment to that. So, Oakland Craig, do you give it to Haas Smith right away, or do you test to see what they're doing on the wide receivers? Yeah, no, I don't think there's anything wrong with running, but I, I think you come back and you keep dancing with who brought you. They're right back into what they've been running. So, first out and 10, out of the double wing, Smith lined up behind Mitchell. They'll give it to Haas off the right side. He'll get a couple across the 35, out to the 36-yard line, and be stood up there no different than what they were tested in the first drive of the game. Yeah, and I'll tell you this, Doug, if there was one thing that got a little alarming at the end of the half, they only, 
Okokego only ran the ball for whatever it was, 27 yards in the half. But I thought some of the running yards came a little easier there. Now we've still got Castaneda up on top. There's been no adjustment there. Castaneda Seagren. And under center was Cole Mitchell, and then they call him off. He actually steps up. They may be changing the play for the first time. Run the wing from the right. Roll to the right. Wants to throw to the back out of the backfield. It is complete to Haas Smith. 40-45, 50, and it'll be pushed out of bounds in given territory or right at the 50-yard line enough for a first down. Yeah, and they go zero. Seagren goes deep, and initially on the in cut, he, he was open. Like the play call by Oakland, Craig run the thing off with Seagren, come underneath with the back. Tough concept to cover with that defense. Given rotates on the defensive line, unusual? Not necessarily. That's the spot you want to stay fresh. They're deep there, too. The problem is this three-step str- uh, drop scheme is getting the ball out of his hands. Colton Brown wants to blitz in there a little bit. They run trap off the right side, and bouncing to the corner is going to be Haas Smith to the 45-yard line. A gain of five on the play, maybe six. It'll be second down and four. Yeah, right now it just looks like Oakland Craig is better uh, offensively, Doug. That running play you just saw right there, that's the piece you can't let them get going. That's the exact play they got going at the end of the half. Second down and four, ball on the right hash near the Oakland Craig sideline as the Knights move from right to left on the opening possession here of the third quarter, already leading 21-7. Twins to the left side, and they'll give it to Smith off the left side. He's got the first down to the 40-yard line, a gain of five more. Jiminy Crickets, he just like a little wild bull, Doug. You see him, he gets the ball and his head's going side to side, and I mean, he just runs hard. And I don't care who you are, when you only play high school football for four years, let's face it, not many guys out there more for two. And the community and all that, anxiety, anxiety, anxiety. They've never been here before. Well, it gets tiring. I mean, I can tell you this gets draining. The, as, as much fun as it's been for Gibbon, it gets draining the ride they've been on. First down and 10. Send the right wing back in motion. Counter it off the right side with Haas Smith. He'll run over a man and bring up four, maybe five more yards before being brought down on the far side of the field, running again towards the Oakland Craig sideline to the 35, second and five. Yeah, and at some point, somebody from Gibbons got to grab somebody else by the face mask and say, let's not let this happen. Uh, Oakland Craig should not be running the ball on this defense. Second down and five. Gibbon needs something to happen. A turnover would be huge right here. Maybe slow down Oakland Craig and give Gibbon the football. Second down and five at the 35-yard line. Twins left. Send the left wing back in motion right up the middle. Haas Smith, and he'll crash over his center for about three to the 32. It'll be third and two. Oh, it's exhausting if you're given here, Doug, because Oakland Craig is begging you to pack the box and stop him, uh, Haas Smith, and they're going to throw it up over the top. So this is tough here. If you're Gibbons playing it right, they've just got to get tough here. Opening possession of the third quarter, 21-7 Oakland Craig, third and two at the given 32. Same formation, double wing with Smith right behind his quarterback, Mitchell. Twins to the left. Hard count, give it to Smith. Left side, first down, breaks into the secondary, down to the 27. The linebackers have to finish him off. And on top of the play there, looks like is Colton Colton Brown Brown again. Yeah, Colton Brown did a good job there, and really luckily uh, Haas had snuck out. Uh, Colton Brown does a nice job, but Doug, they're running, it's uh, just running right at him here right now into the teeth of this thing. The one thing nobody's been able to do yet. Yeah, very surprising. Even Coach Anderson thought that this would be a tough game to run the ball at this very, very good defensive line. First and 10 after another five-yard gain. 
and they will hand it to Smith again off the left side, and he's finding a hole and then getting tripped up, but getting the hole is two, falling yeah. forward for two more. He's to the 28. It's exactly what we saw at the end of the half, and I think Oakland Craig saw it. Or 23, excuse me. I mean, this now's just easy, and it's, it becomes demoralizing, but most importantly, if you're Oakland Craig, it just energizes you. It puts a lightning bolt through you because you came in here thinking you weren't tough enough, and right now you're winning the tough guy match. Larry Haasmith had 29 yards rushing in the first half. On this drive, he's got 31 yards. Second down and six at the 23-yard line. Doing it on the ground. Keep feeding the big fella. The beast off the right side, steps out of a tackle, gets inside the 20, lowers his shoulder, runs over a man close to the first down marker. Yeah, Doug, and you said it in the first half. Most generally in these deals, you know, you get tackled uh, uh, where you get hit, maybe pushed back. There again, Haas Smith falls all the way forward after the contact, giving Oakland Craig a new set of downs. Well, when Haas Smith does get on a corner, he is going to have the hammer as opposed to running it up the middle. And a good time-killing drive as well by Oakland Craig. They've used already 415. It's first and 10 at the 23-yard line, marching this ball down the field, starting at their own 34, double wing again. And they'll just feed Ha Smith, but it looks like a little movement this time on the offense. Mitchell didn't get the ball snapped to him right away. And so it'll be a 15-yard first down attempt this time. Yeah, uh, you said it, you know. Uh, Haas right now is being the hammer. He's not the nail in any situation here, Doug. And there again, they blew it dead, but he was going to go forward. So it'll be first down and 15. Move the ball back to the 22-yard line of the Buffaloes. This time they will put one wide right, one to the left. And to the left this time is Gatewood. They'll send Mason motion. They'll pitch it to him from right to left. Gets it. Oh, there's a block in the back, so it doesn't matter what happens here. Now Gibbon can try and strip the ball. They do drop him behind the line of scrimmage, but Tanner Gideon with the clip that the whole world saw right there. Here's the tough part, Doug. I, it, you, you're still in business. It's going to be first and about 100, but don't get too cute. You know, Oakland Craig's getting four or five a crack right now, running it in between the tackles. Why stop? You've eaten almost half the third quarter here. Do what you're doing. Penalty flying lays at the 24-yard line, so back-to-back penalties now against Oakland Craig to maybe help give it out. As the run got back to the original line of scrimmage that time for Mace, but from the 23 to the 33, a 10-yard penalty. Yeah, and you're going to have first and about 33, Doug, uh, here. But you've got to be careful. They've, they've hit the big play through the air. Gibbon has got to find a way here, Doug, to get this ball ripped away and reset this game. First down and 25 now for Oakland Craig. On the left hash near the Gibbon sideline at the 33-yard line of the Buffaloes and the clock running now under seven minutes to go. They'll send Mason in motion. It's a halfback pass, and they have got Seacrest behind the defense. Pearson tries to knock it away, and he does at the five-yard line. Vinny Pearson got back there once he saw the ball was coming in the air, second and 25. Yeah, and Vinny's a competitor. You know, you talk about a honey badger. That kid's it. Uh, he's a tough, tough kid. He does it in the winter. He does it in the fall. Uh, and he'll compete for you all the way. That was a really, really nice job. I actually felt Seagren pushed Vinny in the back there. That could have been offensive pass interference. Second down and 25 at the 33-yard line. Stopping the clock with 6.50 to go in the third. 21-7 Oakland. Craig and Gibbon hasn't had the ball yet here in the second half. 
Out of the shotgun will be Mitchell. Rolls to his right. Looks for a little drag route. Now throws it out here. There was a push off by Mace. He makes the completion, and they'll get 15, 16, 17. Boy, Mace definitely in the whole given sideline saying, what are you looking at as Mace with a two-hand shove was able to haul it in. They shoved him right in the back. It was the same thing that we saw Segrin do. That's a big deal there, Doug, because now it's third down, but it puts you in a spot on the field uh, where you do have two downs now. Yeah, you won't have to worry about punting it. It's a gain of 17. Third down and nine. Ball on the right hash. Under center this time, Mitchell gives it to Smith. Off the left side, running over people, getting close to the 12-yard line. It'll be fourth down now, and obviously go for it situation here for Oakland Craig. Now their kicker, Mitchell or Mace, could make a field goal from here. Let's see if they even think about that. If I were Oakland Clarig, I'd line up in the same formation and throw now screen or bubble. Gibbon did not have the number two receiver covered on a now screen. Fourth and five, and everything can be turned around if Gibbon can come up with a stop here. Oakland Craig does the smart thing. They were yelling from the sidelines, wanted an audible. They're going to use the timeout. Oakland Craig has used up six and a half minutes on the opening drive here of perfection football if you're a Knight fan. 21-7, but fourth and five if Gibbon can hold. They can uh, hang around this football game. Timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Here in the heartland of America, we need hard-working trucks. For working, tailgating, a truck gets the job done. At Tom Dinsdale, we promise first-rate customer service. And our extensive inventory and new facility will make your car buying experience a pleasure. From Omaha to Denver, don't buy anything without checking Tom Dinsdale Automotive in Grand Island. Tom Dinsdale, your truck destination. Welcome back to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank member FDIC, Doug Duda, Larry Baker, with 538 remaining in the third quarter. Fourth and five, Oakland Craig at the Gibbon 12-yard line, and they will put Mitchell in the shotgun this time. Had him under center before the timeout. Four wideouts, twin stack to the right. Wide out here to the left is Bob Gatewood. Slot left is Mace. And he's got a little slant kind of coverage on him. There, they're going to tighten the split, Doug. Gatewood in motion. Here's the snap on fourth and five, rolling to his left, looking for Mace into the end zone, and it is caught. Touchdown, Oakland Craig. Yeah, Corbin Hines was there. He just needed to get turned a hair quicker, Doug, and he maybe picked it. I think he actually threw it behind him, Larry. I don't think that was the best throw of the night from Cole Mitchell. He threw it behind him, and it went behind the back of the defensive back, and Mitchell was able to adjust and take the hands from his right side to his backside, and it's 27-7 to with the extra point pending. Got to come up with some shock plays here, Doug. The key there to stopping uh, Oakland Craig was the fact that you could stay within your offense. You weren't going to have to do anything goofy, uh, uh, or get outside of the plan that you brought. Tonight, now, you're going to have to uh, try to big play him with something with Hines, or uh, Andrew's going to have to start throwing it, Doug. And the extra point kick down for Cody May. Snap is good. The placement down. The kick was pooched. It looks like he's going to miss it wide to the right. So the extra point is no good, but a 12-yard touchdown pass, our five-points bank touchdown from quarterback Cole Mitchell to his wingback in Cody Mace, the third touchdown pass of the game, 5.34 to go third quarter. Oakland Craig on the road, leading Gibbon 27-7. 
the three L's of PlatteRiverPreps.com. Log on for info on all your favorite teams with links to articles organized by school and sport. Listen to any of the radio broadcasts on our five Platte River radio stations and download podcasts to past events. And like us on Facebook to get select pictures and breaking news of high school sports going on. Platte River Preps, your one-stop source for high school sporting news, covering over 100 teams across the state of Nebraska. Go to PlatteRiverPreps.com. Doug Duda, Larry Baker on KKPRFM. Carney, Gibbon, Wood River, and the World Wide Web at PlatteRiverPreps.com. And Gibbon will have it tested now. The undefeated Buffaloes trying to make the state semifinals for the first time since 1983 have their biggest deficit of the year, 27-7. to And Oakland Craig couldn't have asked for anything more to start the third quarter. They take the opening kickoff. They march at 66 yards, and they use up... Six minutes and 26 seconds over half of the quarter. Yeah, that's the deal. That was just ball control all the way. And Mace with another squib pooch kick. And this one is going to be picked up at the 24-yard line down the right side. 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. Trying to get it all the way to the end zone. But the kicker, Mace, is able to upend Oscar Cuellar in Oakland Craig territory at the 35-yard line. He hurdled him, but Mace was able to clip his ankle when he came down. Or Cuellar would have got the touchdown. And first and 10 given was finally some good field position. Excellent, obviously, at the night 35-yard line. Yeah, that was a great job there. He just got it uh, immediately, Doug Cuellar, got it vertical. Now let's see what Coach McLaughlin and his staff decide to do offensively. Andrus will give it to Tanner Gideon. Looks left-sided as he cuts back. He slips and will fall behind the line of scrimmage for a loss of one, his first carry since the first quarter. You're still getting... And I know it's against Segrin, who's a good football player, but you're getting some zero coverage right now against the best receiver in C2 and Corbin Hines. Andrus's arm is good enough, Doug. In the slot to the right side is Devin Stroh. Hines is wide right. They roll that way, and they'll throw it back underneath. Complete at the 30. Hines goes up the field to the 27, and that is going to be close to the first down. Yeah, I think you've got to find a way to just keep Corbin Hines involved in this thing one way or the other, Doug. That is the first completed pass of the ball game for the Gibbon Buffaloes, and it'll be third down and two at the 32-yard line. Or the 27-yard line, excuse me. They need to get to the 25. Third and two, checking the play. Gideon will line up right off the right hip of Andrist. Andrus will throw it out here in the flat. It's a little low. Hines has it, tries to get to the outside, and he backpedals for the first down. It wasn't pretty, but it was enough to move the chains, a three-yard gain. Yeah, and the key there was, you know, there's where arm strength was a little different. Andrus couldn't get it to him on a line. Normally, that ball's going to get to him a little quicker, and you're going to get a little more out of Corbin Hines there, but he had to wait for it. But again, look here. Any outbreaking outside the numbers, outside the hash here to Hines, Doug, is zero coverage. Again, Jason Andrews, his first career start. Three-year starter Braden Snell knocked out of last week's game against Bridgeport. Out of the shotgun, they'll roll to the right. And some trouble, but just enough of a block by Gideon to allow him to throw the football away. And coming through, you've been talking about him all night. Teal came strong, and Gideon can't match up for him man-on-man, but he was able to get enough of a block there. See, they're telling him Gideon's talking to that white hat. That is one white hat not to talk to, Doug. Here's the deal. If they come back with that same route combo, Wyatt Key to the sideline and take uh, Corbin Hines back to the center of the field, replace the safety, he'll be wide open, Doug. And look for Cole Mitchell. He is your safety back there. 
Trips to the right side, second down and 10 for Gibbon. At the 24-yard line of Oakland Craig, they're down 27-7, empty backfield out of the pistol. Again, it's a low snap. Straight ahead, Andrus gets by the first wave, gets inside the 20-yard line, and close to the 15. That was a designed quarterback draw, but they've got to get those snaps up now. And Andrus says, get rid of this warm hand pouch I've got. And it'll be third down, and we'll call it one, a gain of nine. Yeah, they're getting him a new one there. It looked like that one, maybe the belt broke on him. Those break pretty easy. Just going empty here, Doug. See if they run the same play. Third and a long one at the 17-yard line. Quarterback straight ahead, Andrist, and he is met by the linebacker. After he gets a yard, he needed a yard and a half. He's going to be short, fourth down. Jaminy Crickets, I mean, Teal just came off the roof there. Gosh, Doug, I'd love to see him get back into that deuce set, run that out, and back to the center concept. Well, Andrus has come out of the ball game now, and so they will go back to that Wildcat formation, but it's Gideon as the Wildcatter. Yeah, Hines is off the field as well, Doug. They both are. Fourth and a half yard. They're going out of the shotgun. This will be key. And Key is going to come under center, and let's see. Yeah, There's I a big, so. massive humanity, and it looks like he's going to get over the 15, and that'll be enough for the first down. All I can tell you is my guys played him, and Wyatt Key is a big, big dude. I don't mind giving it to him there on, on uh, anything in short. So Oakland Craig converted a fourth into a touchdown, and Gibbon converts a fourth into a first down and 10 at the 13-yard line of Oakland Craig, 27-7, Knights 235 to go in the third quarter. Back in Andrist, out of the pistol. Right there, Looks for the block, throws it to the corner of the end zone. It's underthrown and it's intercepted. And now trying to bring it up the sidelines, 10-15. It is going to be Garrett Segrin still on his feet to the 20 to the 25-yard line. The first turnover of the game. That was the concept again, Doug. They take the number two receiver running to the sideline. The safety chases him. If you replace him with the number one receiver, nobody home. Instead, they ran the fade. So the interception by Garrett Segrin, the first turnover of the football game in the Gibbon red zone or the Oakland Craig red zone, as the case may have been. Yeah, and right there, I tell you what, I hate to say it, but uh, Teal strikes again. He absolutely ripped Oscar Cuellar right on the sidelines on that uh, interception return. And now you have to be pretty confident that Coach Joe Anderson and his staff are going to keep it in the hands of Haas Smith. They have this game under control late in the third quarter, up 20. And Haas will come off the left side, try to get to the outside, gets across the 30 and steps out of bounds at about the 33-yard line. That's a gain of eight. Yeah, I mean, he's just tough. You see that? He comes right around the corner, Doug. He's got a very low pad level, and he just looks like a bull that they've let out of the chute. I mean, my goodness, that guy runs tough. Let's take a look at our Ashley Furniture Home Store scoreboard here in C2. Battle Creek leads Donovan Trumbull at the half, 27 to nothing. Aquinas leads Sutton at the half, 35 to nothing. UTAN still battling. St. Cecilia 27 to 12 over UTAN in the fourth quarter. Here we have 2.16 to go because Smith stepped out of bounds in the third quarter, 27 to 7. The Knights just come up with a big interception in the end zone, returned it out to the 25. Mitchell under center, back to the double wing. They will send Ben Ward in motion, toss it to him. No, fake the toss, now throw it deep down the field for Seagrin. It's just off of his fingertips, about a yard over his hand, may have touched it, incomplete, going for the final nail. Yeah, and he was going to go there, Doug, if he'd have got his hands on it. He'd gotten behind the defense. 
uh, off of that. Get a stop here, third and one. Get a stop. Gibbons big enough and tough enough. This thing's still uh, uh, in doubt here. Gibbons got to get a stop here, though, or the the third quarter's gone. Gibbons has shown that they can move the ball, but that is the second time now that they get deep into Oakland Craig territory and come away with nothing. Third and one, twins to the left, but it's that double wing. Let's see if it's another quarterback sneak. Nope, Ha Smith, left side. Ooh, they went for the tack, they went for the ball, and they about got it. But when they didn't, he's able to get five yards up to the 39-yard line. Yeah, very, very tough running uh, here. That's for sure. Um, but Ha Smith there just running tough. And it is tough. You put all those yards up. I remember you did one of our games once. Uh, at Loop City, we played in the playoffs. We went and played Elm Creek, and we've got almost 500 yards of offense that night, and I think we got beat by 30. <laughs> you know, you've got to turn those yards into points. Colton Brown, they're working on him on the sideline over here. He's now on his feet, but, boy, you didn't expect Gibbon to get beat up, and that's kind of what's happening. On first down and 10 out of the shotgun, it's Haas Smith again off the right side, follows his blocks two, three yards up to the 43-yard line again. Of about three and a half, and we're down to a minute 30 to go here in the third quarter. Yeah, Colton Brown hobbled. I mean, he's one of those backers, and he's just been fantastic for them all year, Doug. Uh, And as they were checking the stability of that knee, every time they'd touch a certain spot, I mean, he'd jerk out of the ground. Uh, So he's in some real pain. Our injury report brought to you by our friends at Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life with two locations in Kearney, second and six for Oakland. Craig at their own 43. Haas Smith up the middle and a big old chunk of yards into the ball game is Marcos Tover to take some uh, help there defensively. He's in on the tackle, but out to the 49-yard line. A gain of six and enough for the first down. Yeah, and Dalton Lures is checking in there for... Uh, Ozzy Rodriguez is coming out, and Ozzy's came out several times, and Lures has gone in. And right now they only have to run one more play here in the third quarter, and we'll be to the fourth. Ball just on their side of midfield. Oakland Craig up 27-7, looking for a possible rematch with Battle Creek next Friday. Motion from right to left is Mace. They pitch it that way. Smith decides to cut it up. He gets into given territory, and Tracy and Key will yank him down at about the 48-yard line, a gain of two that time for Haas Smith. But Haas Smith, uh, after carrying it nine times for 29 yards in the first half, has carried it for 65 yards here on a total of 14 carries in the third quarter. Yeah, the crazy thing is, Doug, you see how he's a 1,000-yard rusher because on this, on the year, Haas Smith comes into the night uh, with 1,084, or excuse me, 1,063 yards. That is the end of the third quarter of play, and it is fairly dominated by Oakland Craig. They're eight minutes, 12 minutes away from the state semifinals for the second year in a row. Oakland Craig 27, given seven on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Sportsman's Restaurant and Lounge is doing their part to stimulate the economy. Every Saturday from now until further notice, Sportsman's is offering their famous prime rib dinner for two. That's two of everything. Two prime ribs, two salad bars for only 25 bucks. Dinner starts at 5, so head to sunny downtown Gibbon. Tempt your taste buds and stimulate your wallet. All at Sportsman's Restaurant and Lounge. They make it affordable to make the short drive. Time. 
Trash just isn't something people like to deal with. But at Ravenna Sanitation, we take trash seriously and are here to be your trash collection connection. If you need trash removal from your home, business, or farm, Ravenna Sanitation is ready to meet your needs. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County, is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Find Ravenna Sanitation in the Pleasanton or Ravenna phone book. Doug Duda, Larry Baker, Bank of the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth starting the fourth quarter. Oakland Craig has it second and eight at the Gibbon 49-yard line out of the shotgun. They'll roll out, wants to throw, hit, down behind the line of scrimmage. The ball's fumbled. Gibbon scoops it at the 45 to the 40, and it's down to the 35-yard line for Wyatt Key. And yeah. Gibbon still has a little life. Yeah, and the thing is there, Doug, that thing came out. It looked like maybe it was just about to come out, and it was right racing through my head, and it... When it fell, it just literally right at White Key's feet. He did a great job getting the thing picked up and trying to get it turned back the other way. Gibbon just needs a little life here. So they'll have it at the Oakland Craig 35-yard line. They're down 27-7. Oakland Craig used up over half of the third quarter and scored on a fourth down and five, 12-yard touchdown pass, and then picked off Gibbon in the end zone. And Wyatt, uh, excuse me, in as the... Uh, Wildcat back, Corbin Hines, and nothing doing that time. He started right, and as he cut back, who's there again? Yeah, I mean, it just is those inside backers. They can't get them blocked, and, Doug, it does look like it's done for Colton Brown. Yeah, the trainer has just been talking to Coach Mark McLaughlin, and he's going to come up and give his young man a hole. Yeah, his his dad's down there, and Kurt, and that's too bad. So second down at 11. And they will go back to Andrus to throw the ball. Rolling right, rolling right. Oh, there's a face mask that's going to bail out what would have been a 15, 10, 12-yard sack that time. They had Andrus all the way back at midfield, but a obvious 15-yard face mask. Personal foul, too, Doug. So that's going to be uh, – they, they will not give them the first down. It will just be 15 yards. Uh, from there, I guess that would turn into a first down, but it's not automatic anymore. So let's see where they actually put the ball down. It will not be a first down because it is a face mask well behind the line of scrimmage. So the 15-yard penalty sets it at about the 31, and that'll bring up second down at about 7. One of those tough things you've got to do, Doug, as a coach, you've got to go over to Colton Brown and say, look, I know that you are devastated right now personally. Get out there and lead your guys from the sideline. You cannot go sit on the bench. Second down and seven at the Oakland Craig 32. Back to Hines in the shotgun, and they are all over him. So this is the first time Gibbons went to that. Obviously, Oakland Craig made adjustments at halftime, and Hines is going to be dropped at the 34-yard line. A loss of a couple. It brings up third down and nine. There's money to be made throwing it off that, Doug, because what you're going to get... Right there, you're getting all blitz. You're getting psycho blitz off of that thing. There will be somebody open down the field. And he will roll to throw. Has time, throws it down the middle of the field, and it is going to be caught inside the 10-5, but this play. play was dead. The play was blown dead. Oscar Cuellar had a touchdown reception, but we have an illegal procedure called on the offense. Yeah, no play. That's the exact play we were talking about. Corbin Hines' arm is good enough. Cuellard got behind him and actually made just a great catch. First penalty of the half on Gibbon. Unbelievable. So third down and 13 now, and they just showed him a play that they, I'm not sure, had ran all day long. Third and 13 at the 37-yard line. 
And a quick little pass out here into the flat. Complete. They try the hook and lateral. They lateral over Tanner Gideon's head. It's going to be turned over. It's going to be scooped up and heading down the left sideline is going to be Cole Mitchell, 40, 35, 30, and that's going to put the final nail in the coffin here. Given did a trick play before they needed to do a trick play, and it's going to be the second turnover of the ball game, and Cole Mitchell scooped it up and ran it back about 35 yards to the 28-yard line of Gibbon. 27-7 Oakland Craig, 10-07 to go. Yeah, that's a tough place to do it there, Doug, too. And it was to the field side, not the boundary, so you don't have a ton of room. This is just such a game-given crew, though. I mean, you're not going to see them fold up here. Crazy stuff has happened uh, uh, in the playoffs for years we've seen this. I mean, look how Giltner got beat here a couple of years ago. So Weeks ago. Well, that, too. I met a couple <laughs> years ago at oh. the very end of that game. First and 10 at the 27. They'll send Mason motion. They'll give it off the left side to Haas Smith. And Ozzy Rodriguez will drag him down from behind. He gets a couple to the 24, maybe the 23. Second down. But Gibbon again, Larry, moving into Oakland Craig territory. That's four times that they've come away with nothing. And third and 13 tried to catch him a little early when you wouldn't be expecting something like that. And the wide receiver was hit as he pitched and it sailed over Gideon's head. A gain of three there for Haas Smith. Well, and the and the, the the tough thing about that whole deal, Doug, is if you don't have the procedure, you score a touchdown and you got the thing within two plays to win. They'll hand it to Smith again inside the 20 to the 19-yard line. He's going to pick up about five on that one and go over 100 yards here in the football game. Yeah, and the tough thing is, you know, we talk about injuries we all have to deal with them at some point in the season. And what you do is pray that you don't go through your season and you get them now. You know, those two injuries, Colton Brown and your quarterback, those could have happened in week two and three. And, and you can fight through it and be healthy in the playoffs. It just so happened that those, those, those happened here. Third and about two and a half to go here, losing as much time as they can. Mason motion from right to left. Give it to Haas Smith. Left side, he'll dive forward close to the first down marker inside the 20-yard line. And let's see what our official tells us. First down it is, a gain of three more for Smith. Don't forget when the ball game is done, the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery post-game show. We'll have all the final stats and breakdown game recap as well. But right now, Oakland Craig doing it like we didn't think they'd be able to do it tonight, and that is run right over the top of Gibbon here in the second half. They mixed it up, went to the air the first half. Now it's on the ground. No question. Mitchell on first and 10, fakes the toss, rolls to his right, has Smith wide open out of the backfield, makes the completion at the 12, gets to the 10, good stick there, and he will be stood up and fall forward to the five-yard line. Oscar Cuellar, giving up about 40 pounds there at least, kept him out of the end zone. But Cuellar flat out thumped him. I mean, that's exactly what you want to see come out of your kid, and, and Haas Smith just ran right through it. An 11-yard completion will set up the first down. And goal-to-go situation. And it looks like Oakland Craig may have to burn a timeout. Everybody headed to the sidelines. Haas Smith is coming out. Clock running with eight minutes to go in the football game. And I think you're going to see a timeout called here by Oakland Craig. And that's exactly the case. Brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. With 7.49 remaining in the football game. Oakland Craig, that's all they have to do is hold out of the ball. And they're headed back to the state semifinals. Your score, Oakland Craig 27, given 7 here on Classic Hits. 
Students are back to school and the local teams are ready to head back onto the field. Nebraska Land National Bank would like to show our support for area students as they begin a new year. Stop by today and ask about our student accounts. From saving accounts to absolutely free checking accounts, we have the right fit for you. Visit us online at NebraskaLandBank.com or stop by 4615 2nd Avenue. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Member FDIC. Nebraska Land National Bank. Now, it hurts when you have played your whole season to get as deep as you can get, and again, only one team is going to end the way they want it to, and it's not going to be the Gibbon Buffaloes while they wait for the uh, play to be run. Let's take a look at our Ashley Home Furniture scoreboard. Hastings St. Cecilia has completed a 27-12 win over UTAN. They're going to get Aquinas. Aquinas leads Sutton 35-0 in the third. Battle Creek leads Donovan Trumbull 35-0 in the third. So here we go, first down and goal. For Oakland Craig, ball on the right hash. They're at the three-yard line. Mitchell will turn, hand it to Haasmith. He's hit in the backfield and dropped for a loss on the play, and that is going to be Wyatt Key to drop him behind the line of scrimmage. One of the few times that they've gotten to Haas, it's going to be a loss of two. It'll be second and goal to five. Yeah, Wyatt Key's played a very good football game tonight, Doug. Uh, There he was just shot out of a cannon. You know, and they're even going back to that. You know, you talk about that penalty, but... When he picks up the fumble, he's within an inch of scoring on that play, and it's just such a big thing. You get that thing within two plays, you know. Second and goal to five, back in the double wing. They'll send Mace in motion. They'll hand it to Haasmith off the left side. They blitz from the opposite side, and Key trips him up, but he's going to get the two, I think, that he just lost, and it'll be third down and goal for Oakland Craig at the, yeah, about the three-yard line, two and a half. Gee whiz, you know, Ansley Litchfield gets to the second round of the playoffs, you know, uh, this year without him. It would have been interesting to see how that would have gone with him still on that team, Doug. Interesting. They'd have beat Twin Loop. Okay, the, the other three games that they lost were all blowouts, but it definitely puts different people in different places, no doubt about it. Third down and goal here at the three. This time out of the shotgun is Mitchell. He'll roll to the right, looking to throw, dumps it into the end zone, in and out of the hands of Garrett Seagrid. That was thrown pretty hard for a five-yard pass, fourth and goal. Yeah, again, big stop. I mean, I don't mean to uh, sound silly, but six minutes left. You get a big stop and a big play, Doug. You're only two plays away then. It's not like you've got to score onside, score onside. Two plays. If you can get the thing within two plays. Bottom line is battle to the end. And this time, Mitchell runs all the way over to the sideline to get the play. Oakland Craig may have to use another timeout and no problem doing that. I mean, they're up by 20. Fourth and goal at the two. As they come up over the ball, out of the shotgun, Mitchell Smith to his right side, twins to the right. They roll to the right, wanting to throw. Pump fake, looking, looking, now decides to run. He is hit, throws it back into the end zone, and it is broken up, trying to get it to Cody Mace. They grabbed him by the collar, and he got away, and Corbin Hines was able to come over there and knock it out of Mace's hands before he came to the ground because I think While he jumped in the air to catch it, I think he would have held on, and Hines was able to knock it away. So Gibbon will take over at their own three. And and that's the deal there. You know, Hines does a great job defending it, and then Wyatt Key comes in and does a great job enforcing that thing. Uh, uh, That was a great play. So Gibbon will take over here in the shadow of their own end zone, but at least they didn't give up the points. 27-7 out of the pistol. Andrus hands it to Gideon. Right side has a hole, and just as he gets into the secondary, 
Who else? Is there five guys wearing 63 out there, Larry Baker? Because Teal's going to have 20 tackles in this game. You know, Doug, I will be honest with you. I waited uh, to send in my All-State stuff. I was trying to watch a few of these playoff games. He's a kid. uh, I saw six of their other games, and he jumped off the thing. He's a kid that could get a vote from me uh, as an All-State inside linebacker. He is unbelievable. Best one I've seen this year. Second down and four after the six-yard game. They'll try the other way, and Gideon breaks a tackle. Tries to get up the field into a double team. There's three, four guys there, including Josh Dixon. And he'll get across the 10 to about the 12, but I'm not sure he's got enough here. And they say he does. So good run again by Tanner Gideon. He'll pick up the five that he needs. First down and 10. We will not see the chain gang tonight. They bring out the chains just like Carney Towing and Repair would do for you if you were stranded on the side of the road. No matter where, they'll get you home. And now they have to place the ball here with an official's timeout for some equipment. Yeah, they have Wyatt Key needs, or excuse me, uh, Jacob Tracy needs to fix his helmet there. There they got him snapped up. 5.38 remaining in the ball game. Oakland Craig 27, given 7. It was 21-7 at the half. Out of the pistol formation, first and 10 at their own 12. Back to pass. Andrus wants to go deep as far as he can into double coverage for Hines, and it's going to be knocked away by Garrett Segrin. Second down and 10. Yeah, at this point, I don't think they're going to – it's going to take a different uh, alignment there at this point in the game to allow Hines to get single coverage. I don't see that, Doug. Uh, and Segrin is a great football player. You can see with that talent that they graduated last year – and with these guys as juniors, you can see why they were pretty darn good last year. And Seagren, remember, just a sophomore. Yeah. Most of these other guys, upperclassmen, that are back. Second down and 10. Andrews back to pass, blitzing. They pick it up, throws it up in the air. It's a little lame duck, and it's going to be knocked away again, going for Hines. And Garrett Seagren just knocked it away. Garrett's a little bit taller as well. He's got three, four inches on Hines, who stands at just 5'9". It'll be third down and 10. Yeah, I've been very impressed with Oakland Craig's athleticism tonight. Extremely athletic group. So far in the ball game, just three completions in nine attempts and one pick. So they have taken away the passing game tonight. Third and ten, given at their own 12-yard line. Andrus drops straight back to pass. Wheel route, double covered. Now Andrus rolls out. He throws it against the grain, and it is knocked down Mace. Had it in his hands, and then he started to look for running room and forgot to hold on to the pass that was intended for Oscar Cuellar. And again, Jason's throws are just a little bit underthrown here this evening. Fourth yeah. down. It's crazy. You know, I came into this game thinking uh, Oakland Craig only had about, you know, really three, maybe four legitimate defen- uh, difference makers in this game. And that's where I thought Gibbon would really roll over that. But on every play, it seems like one of those three kids seems to be in on it. And they're going to send Gideon in to punt, it looks like, out of his own end zone. And we've got movement. Gideon was going to punt it, too. There was no fake on. So we'll see what the call is. It's going to be on Gibbon for false start. And one thing we'll talk about with 5.12 to go, you cannot hang this on Jason Andrews. This definitely was not his fault. Don't say that because Snell got injured, Gibbon lost the football game because that's definitely not the case. May have made a little difference. It may have hurt them in a chance to come back in this game and the interception he threw in the end zone. But uh, 
There was a lot of other things, especially defensively, that they just didn't play like they have most of the year. Got to play defense, Doug, and, and the whole third quarter was taken away because the defense couldn't get off the field. Gideon's kick away from the return man, bounces at the 35 to the 40, takes a nice give and roll. It's going to get close to midfield and die at the 48-yard line. So it's a 41-yard punt, the third punt of the game for Gideon, and now Oakland Craig just has to hang on to the ball and advance on to the state semifinals. Oakland Craig probably also did some things uh, that we didn't think that they were capable of. They really haven't lined up, and they were worried about running the football tonight, but I just think throwing the football opened up the run game, and then Gibbon wasn't quite sure what to do here in the second half. And, heck, by the time they got the ball, they're down three scores. I mean, we'll talk about the Osara play of the game here, which was the fourth and five conversion on the opening drive for the touchdown that made it 27-7 on the 12-yard pass. Everybody in tight, still in the double wing, but the ends are in tight. It's going to be a wing back handoff here to Mays from right to left. Gets around the left side, 45-40-35, and he is going to be drugged down at about the 33-yard line, a gain of 15 for Cody Mays. And I will tell you this, Doug, I watched the Battle Creek-Oakland Craig game probably four times this week, and oh, uh, Battle Creek absolutely thumped them. Uh, uh, very physical and so on. So that's, you know, what they're facing coming back, not easy. And they're thumping Donovan Trumbull. It's 49-7 to in the fourth quarter. Aquinas leads Sutton 49 to nothing in the third quarter. And St. Cecilia beat Utan 27-12. to As Oakland Craig comes up over the ball, trying to use as much time as they can inside five minutes. Give it to Haas Smith off the left side. And they'll stack him up short of the 30-yard line. Gain of... Maybe a yard on the play, but that's not the key now. The key is just run the ball, use the clock. It'll be second down, and we'll call it eight yards to go. You know, what you wish is that Gibbon could have had this run or a run a year ago or just got a different draw and got a playoff win last year, Doug, because what Mark McLaughlin has done with this group is is uh, unbelievable. He's built this program and done a tremendous job and next year, this will come easier for them, uh, this pressure. The problem is they're going to lose a bunch of these big dudes. Second down, and we have got a timeout called here before the snap by Oakland Craig. That will be their final timeout, I believe, of the ball game. 4-10 to go in the contest, and it is Oakland Craig, 27, Gibbon 7. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Clipper Publishing wishes all area teams good luck in the game. Clipper Publishing is proud of the successful athletes from Shelton, Gibbon, and Wood River and look forward to supporting and reporting on all the game's activities in the Shelton Clipper, the Gibbon Reporter, and Wood River Sunbeam. Go to clipperpubco.com every day for daily updates on events happening in Shelton, Gibbon, and Wood River. Why wait till Thursday for your local news updates? Subscribe to one of the weekly newspapers and go to clipperpubco.com for daily updates. Time now for our Sarah Hospice play of the game. And for me, Larry Baker, it was converting on fourth and five for Oakland Craig. Even though they had chewed up the whole third quarter, they still weren't in. Fourth and five at the 12-yard line. And that is when Mitchell hooked up with Mace on a 12-yard touchdown pass. Even though he threw it behind him, Mace made the great catch. And that makes it a three-score game. And Gibbon has not been able to recover. That's our Sarah Care Hospice play of the game off to Haas Smith off the right side. He'll get to the 25-yard line, and they will stack him up there. Another gain of five for 
Haas. Want to let you know about Nucera Care, located in Kearney, Grand Island, and York, serving all the Tri-Cities and beyond. Call Nucera Care Hospice today for your loved ones when they need the right care at the right time. Yeah, Doug, you're right as rain on your play of the game, and the other one to think of is right before the half, fourth and goal or fourth and one, whatever it was, and they scored on that. Those two plays really have turned this game. Third down and three now with the clock running three and a half to go in the game, 27-7 to Oakland Craig. They'll be in the shotgun this time, making sure they get the playoff. They give it to Haas Smith left side. They blitz. They get him in the backfield. Ozzie Rodriguez, the ball came loose, but I heard whistles. Somebody blew a whistle. Somebody else let the play go here. Let's see what the call is. Yeah, the White Hat saying it's live. Given ball right there. The minus 40 for Gibbon, Doug. But everybody else kind of standing around. The ball was recovered by Christian Tamayo. And with no replay, all the officials can do is talk about the play here. Gosh, and they're again. And they're going to give it to Gibbon. Gibbon is going to come away with the turnover. Tamayo will recover the fumble to Haas Smith, and they'll have it at their own 40-yard line. Yeah, and I mean, he's, again, Tamayo's an inch from taking that all the way into the end zone. So Oakland Craig is going to be unhappy about that for sure, but they're up 20, so they just have to take care of business with 3.16 to go in the contest. And now Gibbon, still a little confused, ends up having to use a timeout here. That'll be their first timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. And Coach McLaughlin uh, actually going to go and uh, talk to some of the kids here on the sideline while his coordinators go out there, but... Over here on the bench right now, you've got uh, Braden Snell and you've got Colton Brown, whose seasons come to an end. And then you hope that whatever these injuries are, it doesn't take away their entire uh, senior season. Yeah, no question. Both are good athletes in the winter. Colton Brown was a state semifinalist last year, Doug, at the state wrestling tournament. He's a kid that's got a chance to win a state championship uh, this winter. A ton of kids out for football for Gibbon. Corbin Hines, Tommy Castell, Vinnie Pearson, Oscar Cuellar, Braden Snell, Tamayo, Tanner Gideon, Jason Bond, Marcus Tovar, Martinez, or Martinez, excuse me, Gerhardt, Brown, Walker, Rodriguez, Castaneda, all seniors that have had a heck of a run here over these last four years. Yeah, no question. They've been kind of that little hallmark crew that Mark's run through this thing all the way. First and ten, they'll hand it off to Gideon, and he is stacked up at the line of scrimmage. Nowhere to go. Haas Smith, the first one in there, he helps him up. Also some help on the tackle that time from Carter Teal and Zach Ahrens. And that is tough, Doug. You know, once Coach McLaughlin got here and started changing things in the program and building this thing, this, you know, this is like his group, you know, that he has for four or five years that they're all his. None of the old stuff mattered. Second down and 10, 2.45 to go as we play out the string. Key in motion from left to right. They'll run behind him over the right side. Gideon looks for the hole, finds it, gets up to the 43-yard line, a short gain on the play of three. Yeah, going to be third down, and this is the kind of stuff, honestly, they would have liked to have been able to do. The key there is the score at the end of the half, and we don't ever get to see them really have the ball in the third quarter. Colton Brown just came back into the football game here, Larry. I wonder if this will be the final snap for the starters. That'd be my guess. I saw Coach McLaughlin go over and talk to him. He's probably going to call timeout and let them all come off at the same time. 
Third down and seven. They will snap the ball to Andrus. Low snap. Wants to throw into the, out of the backfield to Gideon. Makes a nice one-handed catch, but it killed all the momentum. He got back to the line of scrimmage. No gain. It'll be fourth down. Yeah, no, they're going to. And now Brown is going to come out of the ball game. And there is the applause for Colton Brown. And uh, Smith, Colin Smith, will go in to take his place. That's a class move by Coach McLaughlin. Uh, Let the kid go back out for one and get what he deserves coming off. So fourth down and seven here at the 44 for the Buffaloes. Andrist takes the snap. Everybody's just standing around. I don't know what happened there. And they'll go with a delayed swing pass that goes for a couple of yards. Oakland Craig didn't even move on the snap there. I don't know if they thought that there was a penalty flag or motion, but they are able to pick up a couple on the completed pass, and it'll be Oakland Craig football. Yeah, it might have been the old trick play, hand it to me or something, and nobody moved. I don't know. Usually the defense doesn't all stand still like that. Right. So a minute 18 to go, and all Oakland Craig now has to do is kneel on the football, as we'll see some fresh uniforms come out there in a couple of positions. And Oakland Craig will host Battle Creek in the state semifinals, the only game they lost so far this year. And Mitchell will take the ball and take an E. Given has a couple of timeouts, but no reason to use them. And now some more kids checking into the ball game here for the Buffaloes, like Jose Loza, Eric Gerhardt coming in. Ozzy Rodriguez will come off the field. And another reason that sports are so great is the pain that you feel right now because you know how much it meant to these kids here at Gibbon as they will end the season at 11-1, and one, and now Oakland Craig will be 11-1. and one. They need to snap the ball maybe one more time, depending on what the official does. With 35 seconds remaining in the football game, they may take their time to mark the football here. And the official does that, too. He looks at the clock and doesn't set the ball for play, and they don't have to snap it again. And all the kids now coming over and uh, giving hugs to Coach McLaughlin. And on the other side, they're going to be celebrating with Coach Joe Anderson. 21-7 to at halftime. The only score came on the opening possession of the third quarter for Oakland Craig. And the Knights come on the road, and they're headed to the state C2 semifinals for the second year in a row as they down the Gibbon Buffaloes by a score of 27-7. to And it's not the applause that the Gibbon Buffalo fans had hoped to make tonight, but it's still... A applause to maybe Gibbons' best football team in over 30 years. Yeah, I mean, I, this was a great football team, I'll just tell you right now. Led by a great man, and they had a tremendous season. It is tough, Doug. You know, one team gets what they want once we get to here, you know. There's a lot of good football teams, and, and then you look, and all the games. I mean, St. Cecilia was tested by UTAN, but... Sutton got blown out by Aquinas. Battle Creek got blown, or Donovan got blown out by Battle Creek, even this deep in the playoffs. Next week's semifinals are going to be some real head knockers. Coming up, the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. Final stats, score updates from playoff games around the state, and more on tonight's game. Doug Duda, Larry Baker back with you after this. 
This sports broadcast is proudly brought to you in part by Adams Corner Market in Gibbon. Adams is your full-service grocery store with the meats, freshest produce, and every week there are great savings and specials. Fast, friendly, hometown, personal service. Adams Corner Market features Chester's Fried Chicken in their deli every day, so stop in before the game and get your dinners made for you from Adams Corner Market. Best of luck to all the area athletes. Farming is a way of life here. It always has been and always will be. Today's farmers have a feel for the land. That shows in the harvest. They team up with Clevenger Farm Products to deliver their fuels and help save valuable time. Locally owned and operated, so the people behind the counter are the people you've known for years. People you can rely on. Whether you need fuels delivered or you get your fuel right there 24-7, pay at the pump in Gibbon and Kearney. For everyone who's nurturing the land, Clevenger Farm Products, proud to support the area athletes. We want to say a big thank you to Athletic Director Jeff Montgomery and all the folks here at Always at Gibbon for their hospitality. And it's time for the new Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. The final score, Oakland Craig 27 and Gibbon 7. Want to take a look at some of the other scores, and don't forget when we're done, the CPI Mr. Tire scoreboard show. Merritt Lawson, Caleb Henry back at the studios with more details on all the games that are going on. Uh, most, about half the games kicked off at 7 or maybe a little bit more, so most of them are still going on. Let's take a look from the top of the board, and we will start in Class A. Number one, Bellevue West taking it to Norfolk. These are all in the third quarter, 34 to nothing. Miller North leads Omaha Central 23 to nothing after their win against Kearney last week. North playing very well again tonight. Omaha West side leads Omaha North 20 to 14, and Millard West 35 nothing over Papillion La Vista South, all in the third quarter. In Class B, McCook has advanced on with a 26 to 6 win over Plattsmouth, and Aurora maintaining a 15 to 6 lead over Gretna. In the third quarter, in the bottom half of the bracket, they're in the fourth quarter. There's been no scoring in the second half. York and Elkhorn South, 7-7. And Omaha Scott leads Lincoln Pius nothing. In C1, in the third quarter, Central City and Wilbur Claytonia are tied at 27. Columbus Scotus blanking Ashland Greenwood, 29-0. And the other semifinal is set. Boys Town comes on the road and beats Holdridge 34-20. And Norfolk Catholic, after being tied at the half, beats Bishop Newman 42-21. And in Class C2, Hastings St. Cecilia beats UTAN 27-12. They will be hosting Aquinas, who leads Sutton 49-8 in the fourth quarter. Oakland Craig's win here over Gibbon 27-7, and they will host Battle Creek, who is beating Donovan Trumbull 49-7 in the fourth. And the six-man final is set for next Friday night at Foster Field in Kearney. It'll be St. Edward taking on Riverside. St. Edward beat Hyannis this afternoon 45-20, and Riverside beat Silver Lake tonight 62-14. We'll be back and get Larry Baker's comments on tonight's game as the New West postgame show continues after this. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engine and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings. Your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. 
students are back to school and the local teams are ready to head back onto the field. Nebraska Land National Bank would like to show our support for area students as they begin a new year. Stop by today and ask about our student accounts. From saving accounts to absolutely free checking accounts, we have the right fit for you. Visit us online at NebraskaLandBank.com or stop by 4615 2nd Avenue. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Member FDIC. Nebraska Land National Bank. Back on the New West Post Game Show here on Classic Hits and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Our internet streaming brought to you by the University of Nebraska. Carney. we are the difference makers. Doug Duda, Larry Baker, and Bakes, you're awful close uh, with the Lou Platt Conference team here in Gibbon. You and Coach McLaughlin have a very close relationship. Uh, you were talking back and forth with him uh, about this game here tonight. I'm pretty sure you couldn't imagine the way it played out. You could uh, imagine just about everything. But your thoughts on what you thought was going to happen tonight and the way it turned around. Well, I think the thing is, is Gibbon wasn't able to overcome the big play tonight, Doug. Uh, legitimately, this really, I mean, ultimately they don't move the ball very well, but I think that had as much or more to do with the way the offense played than anything else. Uh, it was very simple. They weren't able to stop the 2-3 hitch. The 2-3 hitch turns into a missed tackle touchdown. The missed tackle touchdown turns into the wheel touchdown uh, it was that they just got big played. Um, Oakland Craig did a wonderful job keeping the ball away from uh, Gibbon. And Gibbon's been dynamic offensively all year long. And because the deep threat was taken away, that was taken away with Snell out of the game. That was the part that was gone. That allowed Oakland Craig to condense the field, play inside the box on the running game, and though Gibbon was able to move the ball really with a fair amount of success all night long, uh, they weren't able to convert any of that stuff into points. And uh, I really think that was a difference. This thing really, in a sense, kind of hit. I, I, we talked about the big plays, Logan Craig, but this hinged on two plays. You said it, that opening drive in the third quarter, Gibbon had got them in all kinds of trouble. They were in a first and 33, Doug, and they're able For- to – First and 25 at the 33. Excuse me, But yes. still. And they're able to not only convert on that drive, but they did turn it into the only points in the second half. And then the drive at the end of the half, they've got it fourth and one or fourth and two. And Gibbon was uh, able to not stop them. And uh, that turned into points. Those two scores change everything. Because of the situation where Gibbon being a little shorthanded on offense – that changed the game plan just enough. You know, there really wasn't a whole lot of offense in this second half. In fact, Gibbon, if my numbers are right, only had 16 yards of total offense. Remember when they had the pick in the end zone, they had the tremendous uh, return, and it was about uh, the 25-yard line when they threw it into the end zone, and then we had a couple of sacks. Even on that face mask, you have to credit a seven-yard loss because that's where the flag was setting. And uh, it was one drive. It was over... I mean, it wasn't over-over, but the last quarter and a half, not much happened. Each team turned it over twice. Neither team really moved the ball, and uh, Oakland Craig was content. That's what they wanted. Uh, Gibbon needed to move it, and just when they moved it, they turned it over, and then they couldn't move it, and that was the end of this football game. Yeah, no question. I mean, ultimately, it's just going to come down to uh, not being able to stop them. The one thing I didn't think would happen tonight was that the defense maybe had let them down, but the way it went was 
you got big played early, and then the run game uh, just came from there, Doug. We will take a look at the final stats of the ball game when we come back. The final score, Oakland Craig 27, Gibbon 7. This is the New West Post Game Show. Sportsman's Restaurant and Lounge is doing their part to stimulate the economy. Every Saturday from now until further notice, Sportsman's is offering their famous prime rib dinner for two. That's two of everything. Two prime ribs, two salad bars for only 25 bucks. Dinner starts at 5, so head to sunny downtown Gibbon. Tempt your taste buds and stimulate your wallet. All at Sportsman's Restaurant and Lounge. They make it affordable to make the short drive. The spirit of success. You see it all over town. People who take pride in giving their best. At the Exchange Bank of Gibbon, we understand what it takes to succeed. That's why we are there for you every day, making your life better and our community stronger, all while striving for your success, helping you develop and grow. That's the goal of the Exchange Bank of Gibbon. Banking made simple. See the professional staff of the Exchange Bank of Gibbon today. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. And welcome back to the New West Sports Medicine Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. Here's a look at the final numbers that I had of the ball game. I even tried to go over them a couple of times, Larry, because they were so different in that uh, second quarter or second half. And let's take a look at Gibbon. Tanner Gideon, nine carries, 18 yards. That almost tells me everything I need to know. Yeah, you know, this happened last week. They, they couldn't get him going, so they went a different direction last week as well. Wyatt Key, three carries, two yards, had the only touchdown. Jacob Tracy, eight carries, 28 yards, all in the first half. Corbin Hines only had two carries in the second half. He ended up with 12 carries, 106 yards. Jason Andrus, the quarterback, nine carries for 23 yards, sacked once in the ballgame. 41 rushing attempts, 177 yards, actually negative five in the second half. They were 0 of 3 through the air in the first half, 5 of 8 with a pick in the second half but only for 21 yards. So in the game, 5 of 11, one pick, no touchdowns, 21 through the air, 177 on the ground, 198 yards of total offense for Gibbon, 11 first downs, two turnovers, eight penalties for 46 yards, three punts that averaged about 33 yards. Doug, the stat line tells it right there. I had, I mean, we, we talked about it uh, in kind of more macro view. You've got a situation where Gibbon's um, – uh, Defense just didn't give the offense the ball back. I guarantee you that's a season low just for total plays. They didn't get very many total plays. When I said that, 52. Yeah, when I said that a minute ago about, you know, they did this last week with um, the situation where Gideon didn't do well and they just gave it to uh, um, Jacob Tracy. And then he told me Tracy had two carries or something. Tracy had eight all in the first half, and then yeah. Corbin Hines lines up in the Wildcat. They, they were behind the eight ball because they didn't get the ball till there was five and a half yeah. minutes left in the third quarter. Let's take a look at the numbers here for Oakland Craig. It's all Haas Smith. Nine carries, 29 yards in the first half. 22 carries for 91 yards in the second half. That's 31 carries, 110 yards tonight for Haas Smith, and he had one touchdown run. Cody Mace, two carries, 16 yards. Cole Mitchell, three carries, negative 10. He was sacked once and actually twice because he lost it the second time. 
that he was sacked. 36 rushing attempts, 116 yards. It seemed more than that, but if you get three and a half and four every time, you're going to move the chains. Through the air, Cole Mitchell didn't have to do near as much in the second half, but Larry, from the end of the second quarter, where he was a perfect six of six in the second quarter, and he hit his first three pass plays in the third quarter, during that time, he was nine of nine with three touchdown passes in the bulk of his yardage, four of seven for 54 yards and a touchdown in the second half, and for the game, I had Cole Mitchell 14 out of 20, 258 yards, no interceptions, and three touchdowns. So 258 through the air, 116 on the ground, uh, 56 plays in the ball game. It looks like for Oakland, Craig, 374 yards, 18 first downs, two turnovers, one punt for 29 yards, seven penalties for 60 yards. Wildly efficient. Doug, what they did is, and, and that was the thing in the first half is, they just made the absolute most out of everything they did. We will take a break, come back, and look at the uh, scoring wrap brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau after this. Clipper Publishing wishes all area teams good luck in the game. Clipper Publishing is proud of the successful athletes from Shelton, Gibbon, and Wood River and look forward to supporting and reporting on all the game's activities in the Shelton Clipper, the Gibbon Reporter, and Wood River Sunbeam. Go to clipperpubco.com every day for daily updates on events happening in Shelton, Gibbon, and Wood River. Why wait till Thursday for your local news updates? Subscribe to one of the weekly newspapers and go to clipperpubco.com for daily updates. This sports broadcast is proudly brought to you in part by Adams Corner Market in Gibbon. Adams is your full-service grocery store with the meats, freshest produce, and every week there are great savings and specials. Fast, friendly, hometown, personal service. Adams Corner Market features Chester's Fried Chicken in their deli every day, so stop in before the game and get your dinners made for you from Adams Corner Market. Best of luck to all the area athletes. Doug Duda, Larry Baker, Mike Kenton, just one of the many folks here, just because Mike is standing here, but everybody around Gibbon is part of this program. We could go on the Doug and Daddy show next week and talk about Gibbon 10 years ago and the old field, the co-op field, the press box, all the junk stuffed into the corner, and we got a little bit more. Uh, we, were, we were a little bit closer there, and that football team was winning two and three games a year, and there's always competitive games. I mean, if you're one and three and another team's one and three, it can be competitive. And this team, from that point, and look at, look at the pride that this community now has in the basketball team that has done so well here lately. The football team, the girls have had their run. They're young now trying to get back on top. And the boys right now showing a lot of pride, whether they're the wrestlers, as you talked about, the basketball team, the football team, some of the other the things that they have done. And as we also said, only one, only one team is going to raise uh, the trophy down there in Lincoln. And let's take a look at our scoring wrap brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered. Wrapped up in one great insurance agent. Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. Gibbon went three and out and then they punted. Oakland Craig punted. Gibbon punted right back. And then on the second possession for Oakland Craig, a 44-yard touchdown patch from Cole Mitchell to Cody Mace. Just a wheel route out of the backfield. We said that was the longest that uh, Mitchell was in the pocket all night long. And I'll guarantee it wasn't three seconds in his hand because he knew that uh, the defensive line was going to be making a surge on him. Great job by the coaching staff over there to say, you know what? 
everything's got to be short. When we take our shot, it's got to have air under it. And uh, Mitchell was able to do that. There was an offside of the extra point kick, so they changed and went for two. The run was no good. 4.08 to go in the first quarter. 6 nothing. Oakland Craig. Gibbon would be stopped early in the second quarter at the Oakland Craig 31-yard line on fourth and two. And Oakland Craig quickly turned it around. A simple little uh, sideline pass out there from Mitchell to the uh, sophomore wide receiver in Garrett Segrin breaks a tackle and goes 50 yards down the sideline for a 65-yard touchdown reception. The extra point by Cody Mace made it 13 to nothing with 10:29 to go in the second quarter. Gibbon did answer right back, marches it down the field. They convert a fourth and three, and Wyatt Key takes it in from one yard out. The extra point kick was good by Eskendon to make it 13 to seven. And with 149 to go before the half, a third and goal, uh, first down, a third and goal run from Haas Smith from one yard out completes the 63-yard drive. The two-point conversion pass to Garrett Segrin made it 21 to seven with 149 to go, and that was the score at halftime. Oakland Craig gets the ball to start the third quarter. A long, meticulous Haas Smith-led drive, marching it down the field. A 66-yard drive, I believe, is what I have wrote down here. And on fourth down and five, a 12-yard touchdown pass from Mitchell to Mace the second time they hook up tonight. The kick was missed, 27-7, 5-34 to go in the third quarter. And that was the final score of this football game. Each team had two turnovers after that. And Oakland Craig didn't have to do much, and they didn't. They just took care of what they needed to take care of and went at 27-7. And that is our scoring wrap brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered, wrapped up in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. And like you usually see, I mean, some of the kids went to the locker room. Some of them have come back out. They don't want to leave. It's tough, Doug. You know, Eight to, to, to know that you're going to take it off for the last time uh, is tough. And, you know, for some of these kids, it's not a matter of never playing football again or it's a matter of uh, uh, putting on that Gibbon Buffalo uniform. Uh, to be quite honest, I do know this program very well, and it's a matter of playing for Mark McLaughlin again, um, to be quite honest with you. That's, that's maybe the toughest piece for them. They don't want to leave. You know, they, they've been led out of that thing a hundred times by a great man, and it's turned into a great program. And sometimes that's the toughest piece. It's, it's not a situation of do you get to play again. It's, it's all those brothers. It's being led by that guy and, and how all that works. And, I, you know, we talked about it a little bit ago, and I just think it's, it's, it's really important. Every, every guy out there that's got a ton of passion and things like that for the game, this is what this is about, um, building something – uh, from absolutely nothing, and having uh, a 10-0 and team tonight in the state quarterfinals um, uh, is, is quite a deal. And I guess I would just say, you know, um, you, know you saw Ozzy Rodriguez come up um, there after the game and um, give him a big hug. And this is a great group of kids. This isn't just a, a good football team. It's a great group of kids that uh, uh, plays for a program that really is on a great foundation. It's been built right, and it's going to go forward. Um, you know, we're excited to play them next year. We're sure we're going to get to because it's become a great program, and we want to play great programs. And uh, it is tough to see those kids not want to leave, but I can assure you that it's for a million reasons, not just not to play football again. Let's take a final break. The CPI Mr. Tire Scoreboard Show is coming up. Stay with us. You want to make a comment? You want to talk? 
New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit NewTech at yieldleader.com. The undisputed Midwest Yield Leader. The spirit of success. You see it all over town. People who take pride in giving their best. At the Exchange Bank of Gibbon, we understand what it takes to succeed. That's why we are there for you every day, making your life better and our community stronger, all while striving for your success, helping you develop and grow. That's the goal of the Exchange Bank of Gibbon. Banking made simple. See the professional staff of the Exchange Bank of Gibbon today. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. You've been listening to the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery post-game show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians providing a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. Our next high school sports broadcast will be the Class D1 quarterfinals on Tuesday night. From Amherst as the number one seed in the West, Broncos will take on Burwell. And it should be a much drier field than it was two weeks ago when Burwell fell to Amherst on their home turf, 34-21. The only loss the teams have was the one they played against each other. Pre-game at 4.30, kickoff at 5 o'clock on Tuesday, Larry. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those games where Amherst has got tons of athleticism, tons of speed. They spread you out, lots of jet-type stuff. And Burwell's old-school Burwell. They just soon walk in, knock everything off the table, and arm wrestle you. They're tough, you know. One, when you haven't played, you know, that, you know, so you get to feel each other out in a sense. A lot of times, the tough guy bit can play the second time. They learn where to stand, where to be, and where to be tough. Uh, I, I don't know that that will be a real easy game for Amherst. Be a great football game to either tune into or come see uh, because it, it's full of great players. Somebody's two wins away from a trip to Lincoln. And then the state volleyball tournament coming up next week. Kearney Catholic, Grand Island Central Catholic, Hastings St. Cecilia. It looks like Sutton's going to get in on a wild card. Arcadia Loop City. Uh, Bertrand is there. Uh, Giltner is there. So we will be following many area teams starting on Thursday. Larry, we'll see you Tuesday night. Can't wait. Again, we want to say a big thank you to Coach Mark McLaughlin, his entire crew here, and the athletic director, Jeff Montgomery, and to many fine sponsors that allow us to bring you high school sports, especially tonight for the Gibbon Buffaloes. It doesn't work out, and their first loss is the last game for them. 11-1 on the season. Oakland Craig will go home to take on Battle Creek next Friday. The final score, the Knights of Oakland Craig 27 and the Buffaloes of Gibbon 7. For our producer-engineer, Caleb Henry and Larry Baker, I'm Doug Duda. Stay tuned. The CPI Mr. Tire Scoreboard Show is next. Proceeding has been a KKPR Sports production brought to you by the Classic Hits Sports Club. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts, go to our podcast link at kkpr.com.